what you do Cause it's called the Get Fresh Crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now that wrong time just say poo-poo Poo-poo Sweet sassy molassy, we're back with another decent, maybe just okay episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is what we're calling episode number 248. Yes, it is. 248. Welcome. We're almost there at 250, a milestone and possibly an exit strategy. We're going to be doing a bunch of books tonight on this official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go and review or read the reviews of all of our books. And there's not that many books out this week. There's actually a little amount of books, slow week, which is going to change next week, which you'll hear us a bit moan about as we go on. On here because boy it does hit next week but you know i i will tell everybody right here and now that we will spoil everything uh including your love of life and your uh you oh. know your happy attitude toward things but everything it. that we do you can find out about on the website i already said but you can also go over to twitter at weird science dc see our tweets if you follow us i'll follow you back and also you can go to the patreon uh thing that we have is that what is it called patreon account website i don't know what it's called but you can go and support us for everything we do in this podcast that you hear tonight if you also listen to the marvel podcast that me and brandon do that's another thing but it's not that you just go over there just to support us because i don't think that people just support people in this life that we live right now there's not a lot of nice people out there they want more for a bang for their buck and that's what we give you over at the patreon because you get a bunch of shows a lot of dc comic shows a lot of marvel stuff some indie stuff and some non-comic shows but the one big thing that we like to push each and every week is the dc comics patreon spotlight that comes out every thursday there are two books on there picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew and i say that all the time if you're not aware of what that is that is the highest level of the patreon where you get to pick all the books that we talk about on the Patreon. And this week they did pick Batman number 80 and Legion of Superheroes Millennium number two. We ended up talking about those two on Thursday, which for some reason right now seems like it was like a year ago. Seems like so long long ago. ago. It does. And that was, and just also to let you know, we don't, you know, fake the funk on that Patreon spotlight. It is over an hour long. So it's, you know, it's pretty much a lot of these spotlights are longer than a lot of other places podcasts that they put out each and every week so you get a legitimate size you know podcast it's kind of its own thing but with that i'm going to move on to what we like to call the badass roll call now i'm not going to mess around here i'm going to get right to it i'm not going to like talk about things and and possibly tell you that i had to pull up the patreon and go away from the list because i couldn't remember what the spotlight were but we're going to go with say you have ron saunders our man rob lewis bertel akachuk dalton edom 
Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, who's at Comic-Con. He actually mentioned on the news program, he put a thing that it's very crowded there. So you wouldn't like Lady Abby, Not at all. John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond, Mark, who we'll hear from later in the mail, Eric G., David Fink, Manship. I haven't heard from Manship in a while. Maybe he got in a, a freak frisbee golf things. accident. Randy Murray, the Eggman, I like to call him. Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Ben Townsend, Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Pauly. We have Tony Walton, who jumped up to be a badass, so that's cool. Nice. Joey Barracosco, Joseph Watchsick, Comic Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos Ian, Jolly Drew, Brian King, my man Pete from the see Pauly P, who's having some, uh, you know, a little pain in the butt problem right now. Fab Five oh, no. Freddy, probably wouldn't want me to say that. And uh, what did I probably say? Oh, my, Cellar Dweller oh, Luis, God. Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double A Ron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. See, it worked out. Ruben. It all worked out right I don't think it on out. time. Right on time. But even though we don't have a lot of books tonight, Eric, we're going to get right to them and go off to the first section of books. No. Here we are with the meat and cheese of the podcast, the reviews. We don't have a lot this week. That's all going to come back and bite us in the ass next week. So bad. Next week, there are so, so, so many bad. books. So many. Are we allowed to break embargo and put some of those on this podcast? Or better yet, skip them. Uh, can we do that? Yeah, we, we, we can only do have that. A, we can, we had a yeah. whole skip week. It's been a long no, time, Jim. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Hey, do, are, do we have any of those planned skip weeks coming up? We do yeah. at the end of the end of the month. We have a Patreon only show. It's, it's not, not a, a skip, skip week. Not a skip week. But uh, what with this week, we don't have a lot of books. We ended up taking Friday off. Uh, we're recording right now on Saturday, so we're all rested, ready to go, ready to step in that ring and and start fighting against all of this nonsense. Is what ends up happening, right? But is if you want to, yeah. Well, if you want to, that's what it's seems like it seems like this podcast ends up being a fight club us against them uh if you want to read the reviews of these books you can go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com read the written reviews with such taglines as rose forest gump uh, on the millennium which is great eric that uh actually this weekend i don't know if you realize they announced the harvey award winners at the comic-con 
that tagline won tagline of the year. I was very happy. I don't think they had that category. I was so happy to accept that, though they had to say, unfortunately, Jim is not here. Uh, But I did a video deal with me with a mask on. I said, thanks, everybody, even though the Harvey is the non-sexy version of the award shows. Thanks, Harvey. And then away I went. Is Harvey one of the least sexy names ever? Just think of that. You you know, you're there. You're a lady. Oh, Harvey. I don't know. I think I'm. Uh, Harv, that, you, you know, you, you shorten no. it down a little bit. Harv like a little sounds Harv. terrible too. I'm telling you, Harvey Bullock. That's why they gave him the name. They're like, okay, what name do we need? What about that's Harvey the most Dent. Nonsense. Yeah, not sexy. He, he's he got was a handsome guy. He's not his now. accident. Yeah, really. His accident was being born, just like yours, Eric. Just. <laughs> Like yours. What is Eric so mad at? He's mad at being born. (laughs) There he goes. I think I might be at some points. Some points I sit there. I'm like, why? why? Why did this whole cosmic game called life ever come down my road? Well, I couldn't have skipped me uh, a little. And then if you're not born like that. If you're not born like that, I believe that you sit on a cloud and watch what's going on. I'm more of a watcher. Right, I'm cool. more of a, I'm more of a you life, cloud and I'm more it. of a uh, life cock holder uh, that I can just. What, what you want to do no, is this, you want to play The Sims with the real world. Is what you want to do? Nah, I don't want to get involved. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll do The Sims and let it play out itself. I don't want to get involved. That's too much work. I, I just want to sit and watch that cosmic dance go by. And play itself out over and over Check out that again. cosmic dance called Shawshank Redemption. Nah, that's not a cosmic dance, Eric. That's just a boring five-hour movie, right? Isn't that seven hours long? I mean, I'm not going to watch a nine-hour-long movie. But you expect me to sit there for 12 hours? There you go. That's my, that's my routine there for the Shawshank Redemption. You want to hear my uh, my... I'm going to do some lines is what I'm going to say. I'm going to do my oh, rendition right. of Shawshank Redemption. Hey, what am I doing in this there prison? Well, I think that you're either going to die or get the hell off the can. Isn't that what they say? That's, that's the end scene. Thank you, director. Uh, Mr. Shea, I, Mr. Shea, I am ready for my close up. As I, I say there, see, no, you're, you're not. You're the director. No, oh, I need it very close. I'm telling you, just like see part of my cheek. That's my good side. Just a little teeny patch of my cheek. Thank you, Mr. Shea. Makeup. Uh, yes, makeup. Uh, yeah, or can we have get out is what it is. Ah, uh, yes, here we are. Books, sir. It's time to get in the ring. Books. It's time to get in the ring. I wish I had the ding ding of that, but uh, you know, I'm getting too old for this crap. I'm getting too old for this crap. Why are we? I'm fighting? really getting too old. Yeah, because we're fighting against these books. These books are trying to convince us that they're worth it, and and we're also fighting against the golden age of comics that we're told we are in right now. That I'm still yet to be given that memo. Because I'm not seeing it, but we're going to start with a book that I like. Actually, a book that I like more than a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight. It's Just League number 33, written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan IV, art by Bruno Redondo, Daniel Sempere, Juan Alboron, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolitano. We continue with the Justice Doom War, and it's once again dark days for our heroes and possibly darker nights. But even as we see things going bad in 1941, we do get some hope of cool things to come in the future. And, of course, the Ultra Monitor in the present. And uh, this veers towards Goofy, this issue, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, and because of that, it, it, it didn't make me worry about what you would say about this issue because I'm, the Ultra uh, Monitor gets Michael- Goofy. But uh, it just before – it just seems like – 
the the idea of the world forger, the idea of the modern ultimate, they all are kind of goofy when you sit and think about it for certain ways and how these play out. So an ultra monitor is not that bad for me. If there so would have been a goofy concept, that, you know, if they combine together with the power of the totality, no, become the ultra this is monitor. The thing. I don't mind that. If there would have been a little hint that this Precedent? is what happened originally when they took down Perpetua and locked her into the source wall originally, right, right. that would have been let's, good. Let's expand on this idea because we have the, the monitor of the world forger and the anti-monitor yes. combining together with their powers and Starman's connection to totality to become the big bad ultra monitor, the devastator of doom right here to take on Perpetua for some reason, which doesn't feel like it. she should have walked out of the force field to even take on it. But in the background, while we have this, we also have to wait for Starman to give the signal of the totality for Hawkgirl to unfold her wings yes. and unleash her power which I still don't understand because no, I understand. it was a map of the multiverse. No, that, that's what, no, it, what did they say in here and what I'm getting the idea of. If they get two pieces of the totality that they're trying to bring out you end up having the Starman his totality ending up having enough force yeah, to end connection. up and you have the map there which they will then use to reform the source wall that will then capture Perpetua as they fight I just her. That seems to be the, the whole background of Hawkgirl's wings now and her energy because the whole idea where she has to wait until like to unleash it when he yeah. gives the signal but if she doesn't she might burn herself out I'm like I don't know anything about yeah, I'm just these powers saying, of Hawkgirls I know she power. has these new wings that we saw as the map of the multiverse yeah. when we're in and here, Prime, I'm telling you, here they her say that, that it is from? they say here that the power that she has is the power to reform the source wall they even say like hey you can't do that now that was supposed to do the source wall deal what I'm getting the idea is is that ends up being able to give that blueprint where they can then trap Perpetua with this fight and then trap her again into the source. Well, it is a little wacky, uh, but I don't mind that. But, you know, why why do this just to have it again be the, oh, man, it went too soon. We're down on our luck again. We're going to have to have well, another plan. The thing is, all this could have been really cool by itself. But like the last issues we've had, we are dealing with so much stacked on top of each other. It kind of gets a little bit convoluted yeah, with does. every aspect we're dealing with because everyone is so jam-packed and you're trying to keep every story straight while it all goes on at once like if you would have dealt with 1941 or even just dealt with commandy in the future or anything by itself for a little while and then had all the different stories like two issues here two issues here doing what i think is going on all lead up to one i think what's going on is they don't have a lot of time i think that this is all having to end or at least get to a certain point when doomsday clock does end because of the fact that as we've been talking and a lot of people off, you know, not on the podcast, but just in general life, when we're talking about this whole deal, when you had the doomsday clock was supposed to end where all the books ended up catching up to the beginning, and then we would get this big blueprint of what goes forward. Now it seems as if the doomsday clock, when that ends, it's going to catch up to these books, which then puts it on the timeline. You can't have, and I know that the doomsday clock, people are like, Jim, we probably still have seven months before then because of that. But I have a feeling that now that things have been kind of put in better place and trying to figure this out with everybody saying oh by the way no matter what we told jim and eric about the doomsday clock not meaning anything uh, at the end we decided it should so we wrapped it around to make jeff johns catch up with the other books and because of that that really does put a pin in when all of these stories have to end and if you kind of look where we got that hint 
of, hey, you know, the Doomsday Clock does matter now and it's going to, you know, go forward, connect with these books. It really is when this book started putting on the gas to go forward. And yes, I do think a lot of the stuff is lost in the translation a bit. I think that some things are going forward a little too quick. You get an ultra monitor here. That is not explained. It would have been something where if we had an issue with that, even as a secondary story throughout, where all of a sudden, you know how it would have been done. We would have had, you know, a flashback to show what happened. Not even a one shot. Just while you're going with this, you'd end up seeing that, you know, back in the day when you had the three brothers, they actually combined to become the Ultra Monitor at the last bit to trap Perpetua. And we're going to need to do that again and all that. Out of this, it's just out of nowhere. And you don't get the idea of how these three guys just standing there getting shot by, you know, Starman's totality would end up making them into the Ultra Monitor. And I do think that things are getting My brothers and I forward. tried doing this once. We just ended up hurting ourselves. I, I only had one brother. I didn't talk to him. So I was just Ultra Jimmy. It's all I was, which was just me. It wasn't very Ultra <laughs> at ultra all. Alone. Yeah, I was Ultra by myself <laughs> doing nothing. And, and I think that this idea of it pushing forward like that kind of does end up in the 1941 part as well when you end up having aquaman taking you know the justice league or at least you know john stewart and flash with the justice society down to atlantis things seem to like you can almost see like parts missing where all of a sudden they're just there then oh no and and just the idea of everything going to hell the only way for this to succeed is taking this piece of totality to atlantis i'm like well it doesn't even seem that it's that's the whole deal it wasn't even taking the totality to atlantis they had to go there to make a signal so that starman knew where they were to pick them up or set up a portal uh they just happened to have the totality with them which then falls into a bad plan then because they go to, you know they're supposed to get the conch and and and, and signal. we are dealing with with hyper time here so it is a thing but what seems that for the most part the timeline of 1941 besides for like the strange events going on like you know uh grad sinestro yeah. cheetah being there during pearl harbor and stuff like that this is the past of our present timeline everything should go pretty well, linear from what we I, know i agree the idea of vandal savage well, that's and the, the thing is being in atlantis and being the the rulers of this whole like of all that entire kingdom like i think uh aquaman or volko would have known something about this beforehand yeah well, again, that's where the hyper time, I think, comes in, because when this goes and ends up going forward, Perpetua gets to pick what goes forward and what doesn't. And, and in my mind, what they are doing and what the roundabout way of that is, is they can mess with things to get what they want and then switch things back to disguise what they got you know what i'm saying when you end up and that's the problem i even talked to somebody this week about this that may even you know write some books maybe and the whole idea uh-huh. of this hyper time maybe this book but uh the whole idea of hyper time combining with the past it does get wonky it, it gets wonky because then you're wondering like well is this the past or is this the hyper time past and even with that the 1941 stuff you, you kind of end up because it's 1941 you kind of lose track that it is hyper time and you're thinking it's more of yeah. history when you go into the future that's pretty much spelled out hyper time and know. you can go with e- it even even when you get to the future by the end when commandy ends up going to another bottle no. and we just have the hyper time future type of thing where we have the the justice league beyond going on there and you're like oh my god it's earth 12 no no it's not earth 12 it's just our future in yeah, hyper time so i'm like it does get really wonky for what they're doing with everything yeah, it's, uh, and not only that but like uh just the idea that we have aquaman here and it's a big thing of getting to atlantis and like aquaman like uh when he talks about for something that's really bothered me the idea that 
he was dead after Drowned Earth. And then in the regular Aquaman story, we were told how he came back from Mother Shark, but now it's the anti-monitor that brought him back. And then he forgot himself for a while on this island of gods. My, but that's not what we saw in the regular Aquaman book at yeah, all. He, well, he said I was waylaid upon my return. So, you know, that kind of shoves it the waylaid was. Yeah, all was that stuff that went by. But that was waylaid. He said gods. I was waylaid upon my I'm return saying, to He Earth. was brought back by Mother yeah, Shark. Yeah, but I, he's just saying that he was ended up, I think that maybe he was thrown there, Mother Shark. Shark ended up taking him. And really, I don't know that they're going to care much about that going with this. He's just telling the story to get it going. And even then, when you have it told, you have a, it's a strange connection to anti-monitor. It's just thrown in there. And it's even referenced in the book. Jay Garrett goes, do you make any sense of that? And, and Flash says, enough, I guess. And I think that's what we're supposed to go with. I think we're supposed to go with, okay, they're trying to make wonky things work here and you just got to go with it. I mean, it's it's actually Flash even says, hey, some of it makes sense there, but not everything. Uh, but yeah, well, we'll just start with this here because you end up at the beginning with the uh, bit of Shane, you know, daddy, daddy, where are you, Martian Man Hunter, with your da- deal being taken away from me? And I'm inside a bald man right now, son. Leave me yeah, alone. And he's like, hey, you know, we need you. And, and in my mind, I made the joke to you at work where you ended up then having, you know, him suddenly going out of Lex a little like he's he's almost forming himself. And then he goes, Mommy needs you. He goes right back in Lex. He's like, nah, I don't need that. Nope, I don't nope. need that. I don't know what you're talking about there. I would like if like if Shane was able to reach John a little bit, like you see a little bit of green drip out of Lex and yeah. be left behind eventually when it happens. Like he forms himself together no, at the end where yeah. he has left Lex completely. No, I'm telling you, I would have even have gone and done something along the lines of when Kendra is trying to fight Lex at that exact moment because Shane says, Mom needs you most. Meaning in this bit, mom's lost her damn mind. Yeah, she's gone damn insane, and you, we need you because she's, she's, yeah, she's just going, uh, uh, you know, us. going crazy. And I wish at one point that Scott Snyder and James Tynan would have worked in a little dialogue that made sense with what was going on, but changed the word bubble to like green, where you actually realized that it wasn't Lex talking at that one second that you did have John coming out. Like, even if it was like a line, like Kendra's like, I'm going to fight you come and fight us. Damn you. And then Lex says, just stop it right now. But that's John's voice or something like that would have been cool. But or like, you know, they had the, the green lettering kind of like we had. in the Yeah, Batman that's what I'm saying. Something like that. Becoming, so you realize you know, that it is. But I would have liked it to have worked into the dialogue where it still made sense that you would think, OK, it's Lex. But it's also with the word bubble and the, the green lettering have it be John John's. And it would have been really cool to see. OK, he is trying to fight his way out. At this point, basically, Lex, Apex Predator Lex, has a shield around them with Perpetua, and they're just, it's pretty much the World Forger, Kendra. You even have the monitors, just, you know, anti-monitor and monitor shooting at it, and they can't get through this, you know, shielding. So the whole thing of this, by the end, doesn't make sense for Lex or Perpetua to ever let the shield down. There's no reason. I mean, they're laughing at No, no, that's the thing is, I, I... The one thing is, it's like Perpetua says, once he becomes the Ultra Monitor, please, you know, go and kill that thing over there. But I have no idea why then. Lex leaves the shield, goes and fights Kendra, then Perpetua leaves the shield and fights yeah, the Anti-Monitor. I'm I mean, the you, Ultra if Monitor. If I was like, them, I would have just went off whatever, you know, their plan may be. But the plan seems to be just get Kendra pissed off. So like that she, and have it a safe yeah, zone. She, it face. ends up being Kendra, get her mad. 
and then she'll, you know, activate her powers beforehand. Unleash her power. So you do end up the Ultra Monitor, and yes, it's like the Megazord. It's Voltron. It's everything. I mean, I'm waiting for I, I want it to form of inner thigh, and that's the World Forger because that's all he's <laughs> form of Gluteus Maximus. I keep thinking to myself, it always becomes Captain Planet, though, Mike, but that doesn't make sense. With your powers combined, I am Captain. But no one's combining there. You're just shooting a goddamn blast. But for some reason, I always go back yeah. in my mind when my, with your powers combined, I am the Ultra yes, Monitor. Oh, wait, that doesn't make They're any sense. They're combined now, and all of a sudden, I want to hear, Why did I have to be the Cod Piece? Shut up, World Forger. He's the Cod Piece. Look at that thing. It looks like a dagger. <laughs> you're the new looks guy. Like a dagger. Yeah, really. You're the new guy. You're, you're the Cod Piece. Uh, I knew a guy, actually, who's. Claim to fame in life was making the pretty much the most uh, renowned cod piece for cosplayers of Darth Vader. Did you know that, Eric? That, that's uh, that was his you know, that was people. his claim to fame for a while. I don't know if he's still doing it, but yeah. So the Ultra Monitor's there, and it's, why would you it's stop? Been, well, really, I know the Ultra Monitor's there. Basically, like, all right, our combined force is what's going to be able to take down you, Perpetua. Perpetua's like, oh man, this really stinks. Hey, Lex, get out of this. Mama, get out of this. You shield. do not have your full yeah, power. Get out of the shield and and go and you know fight the Ultra Monitor. And Lex goes out to fight Kendra. He doesn't. He goes to fight Kendra. Said, he does not follow orders very well. At, no, at all. well, she gets she gets in the way. And, and again, she's yelling. Now this is, and we'll just go through with their whole thing going on, and then we'll get back to 1941 in the future. Because when they're fighting, the the thing that made me mo- not more angry, but I didn't like as much, uh, is something that isn't anything with Ultramonitor being wonky or the fact that Perpetua ends up fighting the Ultramonitor. It's the idea that Lex ends up doing the same thing that he did before when he ended up consuming uh, Martian Manhunter Kendra came down and they were fighting at that point and Kendra was told by Lex oh you gotta hear what Martian Manhunter thought right before I put him we've already seen this she knows what he said before he said that what he said was I wish it was Kendra that was what he had said before she knows this and I I, I, it felt weird to go back to that even though he didn't say it the other wonky thing is as they're fighting lex hulks out he's going all crazy and bulked out and then kendra gets so mad uh as again it looks like lex has been egging her on she activates her powers she has the green wings that's supposed to be the blueprint to put the source wall back together with the totalities that will trap perpetua but she did it too soon because if she does it too soon she'll burn out and that's the big danger as she fights like what she got to do does she got to hang out after that and like you know have a sandwich i have a feeling what we're gonna have is at the end of putting the source wall back together like she should have done before that's a bit of a sacrifice. I don't think we're going to see her for a bit until another reincarnation. I oh, think that no. this is a one-way ticket for her uh, out. Turn and it. she should have done it before. She had a great way that we could have ended this way before where it seemed like she was going to sacrifice herself for the good of all. And it would have been pretty cool. Uh, but I think that's what we're going to do at that point. Again, at some point, we're going to have to have somewhat so of a reset. about Kendra and these yeah, wings, though. We're going to have to have some didn't reset, she get this, though. this whole thing happen from the dark multi? 
multiverse at that one point. And then it, like, you know, after they did the whole kumbaya circle, make a wish about how the world should be better, like the whole thing. And then going to Thanagar Prime and finding out these glowing weird wings are a map to the multiverse. I'm like, I really need to sit she down. She had him with the really end metal and then it ended up getting this. And then yeah. she found out on Thanagar Prime what they really were because Shaira knew more about it than she did. That was more of just somebody who had a little more information. But yeah, it, it is a little wonky. I mean, you could probably write another comic, The Road to Kendra's Wings and Beyond, because they are kind of changing <laughs> a little. But here they do end up. I, I, What I get it is that they are there and can be a map to just the universe, the multiverse, all of that and everything and beyond. Uh, and this they want to use it to remap the source wall in a way that they can trap Perpetua. Again, it, it is a little bit too push forward too quickly. We don't need them cosmic judges like we did yeah, the last time. I mean, we do. But yeah, so they end up and and this is where Kendra activates her power. It does make her more powerful as well. And she hits Lex, you know, hulked out Lex with her mace. I'm telling you, I wanted some of this green like goop of John yeah. to leak out of him when she smashes him in the face. Oh, with this you know mace. what I was waiting for when she hits him with the mace, because that kind of ends that story for now in this issue. What I thought they were going to do is kind of the Shazam deal where all of a sudden he, she hits the head and then all of a sudden, boom, and he comes back as Marsha Manor. Why are you doing this to me, honey? And it's all a trick from Lex. I'm still expecting oh, it. No. I'm still expecting Lex because he can shapeshift. I'm waiting for him to He's do this. I'm waiting yeah. for him to do the classic Billy Batson Shazam. Oh, no. What are you doing hitting me? He might be the... The apex predator. He's not that much no, of a thinker anymore now that he's just new. He he's evolved for him. He's only evolved in the muscle. I'm telling you, he's just the whole thing too. Him standing here, it's like you know he is subservient to Perpetua. Hey, go out there and uh, go through that shield there that's protecting all of us. Go fight the Ultra Monitor. Okay, okay. I'm is, gonna fight the Hawk Girls. Is that the one there with the wings and the mace? No, no, no. It's the big one with the armor and the big. Oh, uh, my perfect no, bing. No, I, I my think perfect, it's the perfect girls. Bing. Like, oh, no, it's wrong turn. It's right, the apex wrong turn. I like to kill. And I, I think oh, it's no. also this. It's like, okay, I might be the apex, but that guy's pretty big. I'm going to go beat up this girl real quick. And she hands his ass to him by the end. I really, I picked the wrong way. Uh-oh. I picked the wrong one. Uh, but yeah. I've done it again. <laughs> oh, no, mommy. Me messed up again. Uh, it would be cool. I, I just want uh, you yeah, end up having Perpetua. Lexi, she's all upset. Woo, 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 woo. And they end up going. But back in 1941, that's where we're going to get this very quick kind of explanation of Aquaman. Aquaman's there. He's telling the JSA and Flash at this point because in the meantime, John Stewart and Alan Scott are, you know, they don't need submarine time. They're out in the ocean for just, some reason. I just like to like, look, we're, we're going to make a submarine construct, but we can't nah, be inside of it. We're we gonna can't be in that submarine construct. By and I also like it's the idea of like they, they're making a construct and boy, they're really going to the details of it. I mean, you really could just have a bubble kind of going. You are, you know, going to Atlantis yep, yep. where you're not you sneaking into Atlantis because they don't want anybody including a submarine. So maybe maybe a giant clamshell or something. Oh, no, surface you know? dwellers. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, you end up having Aquaman kind of going, and it, it goes on not a little too much, but the whole idea of the JSA. Hey, I don't believe there's an Atlantis. There is. Do you believe him? No. Do you believe him, Dr. Oh, Fate? I can sense it. All right. 
And then just like, all I'm right. I'm going to find me a mermaid. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm like, the whole thing, too, with Dr. Fate being there, with the idea that this is Kent Nelson, who has all the knowledge of Naboo through all the centuries. Naboo was around when Atlantis was still on yeah. the like, They should know that Atlantis hey, is real. he's just saying, I'm going with the times, baby. I had, But he senses it. It's vibrant. It's alive. Yeah. And there's Wild Kent. Thanks, Doc. Kent. Man, I'm going to get me. I'm going to get mermaid. me some of them mermaids. I hope they don't give me the crabs. <laughs> what he says eric i think that's what, that's what i'm thinking like hey why would you do that for the halibut oh man i'm gonna get her and her halibut oh my he, he's a very gruff guy you know <laughs> he, he the, hey man it looks like you blew a seal hey keep my personal left to yourself oh my and then they're like, oh, my. And like most stories, Al Pratt, the Adam has <laughs> no, nothing, nothing to do at all. here. He, he just wants to see things happen. That's what he's – and that's what he's saying. Yeah. He wants to see him blow that seal, Eric. <laughs> oh, my. But yeah, they, he even have Aquaman. Mermaids are very dangerous, Wildcat. I'd watch out for that. Ooh-wee. And yeah, that, that's going with this. And then it's basically, hey, do you trust this guy? He sa- You said he was dead and he's back to life. Well, he's family, but – yeah, hey, what did happen? Get this, guys. I died during Drowned Earth. The anti-monitor grabbed me, but then I kind of got lost on an island of old gods, lost my memory, then came back and met again with the anti-monitor. And then he threw me around because he, like, knew, he knew that you would be at this point waiting to find the totality piece that was missing. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And yeah, you have Jay Garrett goes, does that make sense to you, Flash? And Flash like, enough? And I do think that's a little (laughs) wink, wink. It it is kind of weird. Now, the next scene is you do see outside, you do see in the ocean, uh, Alan Scott and Jon Stewart. And I did like this. I I actually like this real quick one page just to kind of give you a little glimpse in the idea of how these lanterns are different for people who don't know. Now oh, it's, it's very not Alan fully, Scott yeah. about it. The idea of talking about like, you know, having the inner faith of how things are going to work out in the end. It's like, we don't expect you to solve all crime and do like, no. you know, in the future and stuff like that. You just got to keep going at a day to day kind of thing. Cause you know, John's all upset about, cause it always is the darkest before the dawn of these justice league stories. Like, look, it's bright as day or dark as night. We ain't getting to that brightest day anytime soon. It seems like it was like, you got to let the, that shit go. John, yeah, you got yeah. you know, those hidden emotions. That was, your problem with umbrax from the get like who's umbrax nobody knows nobody i i also like the idea like <laughs> we, we're hey, not dealing man, with that no more like like look at your he, john's like yeah and my ring here i'm like that ain't no ring that's a tattoo but i like the idea that you know alan scott doesn't have the oath like he it's not the same deal yeah. so when you have john stewart say to him that yeah. i hate <laughs> so but when john stewart says you know hey you know this whole oath and brightest day and blackest night no evil shall escape my sight and you end up so where Alan Scott's like, I don't know anything about these, their oaths. And I like that <laughs> because I don't about? think a lot of people might not realize that that's not his oath. His oath is nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but then he says, because that's just something John says all the time. This is the oath. It'd be like the, you know, as you're, as you're a kid, you're doing the, uh, you know, the, uh, what's it called? The Pledge of Allegiance. And yet it doesn't right. mean as much to you as maybe somebody who becomes a citizen and then learns it. They look more into it. So when Alan Scott's listening there, he's like, you know what? Maybe that's 
within you all along. Maybe the brightest day and the blackest night is actually internal, inside of you. And John's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I'll think about it, I guess. Kind of a weird dude, Uh, Scott. Let's get Atlantis. You're real odd. What's your oath? And he's like, you don't want to know. But while they're going to Atlantis. I'm trying to be Mopey John Stewart here. Let me be Alan Scott. Uh, When they're going to Atlantis, then you end up seeing that what they're doing is, uh, you know, Aquaman's deal is, listen, we have to get uh, a signal at the Starman. We need something that's going to be able to go through this, you know, cosmos, hyper time, multiverse, whatever you want to think it is, whatever, and time itself. We need something that's going to blast that he's going to hear this. We have to get the comp just, of Arian or the, Arian and, and blow thing, it. Though, I, like, I, I know that Aquaman was integral to the fight at Pearl Harbor at one point, but the only reason we don't have a goddamn connection to Starman is because he jumped in the time portal and fucked it all up. Yeah, yeah, then I know. Well, there you have it. But uh, with this, I did think while I was la- reading it and laughing to myself, Wildcat, he's not a learned man. He's not a man that How knows a lot. You know, he's a guy you he like to use school of hard fist questions, things like that. So he's barely, you know, he's on the side there hearing. And he's like, he hears this thing. And like, in this era, the conch of Aryan is still, and we have to blow these. I got to blow what? Arian's conk? <laughs> the hell with you, buddy. I'm not down with that. Like, no, no, no. We just have to blow it a couple times. You know, then we'll get out of here. It's like, I guess I'm staying. 1941 for me forever. You can blow what you want. I just, I wanted that to happen, though it never would. Where he's just like, what? What, what did you just say, conk? What? what? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. It doesn't sound no sexy to me. And that's not those mermaids. A little yeah, bit. So they're going to go there into Atlantis. And when they get there, you, you just have... More and more problems stacked up where they do get in there and they're kind of looked at, obviously, as outsiders slash surface dwellers, dwellers, even Aquaman, because they don't know them. They're like, hey, we got to see the king. Uh, I am actually his heir. You don't understand (laughs) this. I'm from the future. Doesn't matter. The whole place has been taken over, including the uh, Legion of Doom with Grodd, Cheetah, and Sinestro have captured Poseidon and is making all of Atlantis come down. In the meantime, you also have the Legionnaires led like, by Vandal are you Savage. Doing capturing Poseidon here, but like Cheetah yeah. has already killed Poseidon in our present time. <laughs> they go back to uh, find back. Poseidon now, yeah. who is not just a, a dude hanging out at a White House in the sky. It's like, what is yeah, going they went on down. with and these And they guys? do say that, you know, he is captured with this little. You know, did you make sure he knows what's going on? Oh, yeah, I know. Like, you know, we're going to kill you if you don't do this. Uh, but yeah, then you have Vandal Savage and the Legionnaires Club. Uh, is Josh Gates there? That asshole? Is he there looking for things? He wasn't they born come out. So they have taken over Atlantis at this point. Though, really, to degree, all they though, this... need to, is the totality, it seems. Why well, go that far? You could have just went in and done it. Uh, but well, yeah. the thing is with the, with the, like, you know, uh, they should have the totality piece still. Like, well, actually, Lionel Luther will end up having it after this, depending yeah. on how the time frame is, how old he was when he was a part of the Legionnaires Club. But the idea is like, this would be the time frame when the Legionnaires yeah. Club were having their, like, their secret labs oh, underwater, yeah, like, you know, that Atlantis kept away where they were trying to build the Apex Predator and stuff like that. So they technically should have this piece. This might be the point in time if it is a linear yeah, thing. That's kind that of a weird loop. Where you they know what get I mean? And they go yeah. back, and this is how Lex gets it in the first place. But that's the problem is this totality piece is supposed to be a separate one that wasn't the one Lex already had. Right. So that's the problem. And I think that's Time's where the, the hyper time <laughs> comes in. That's what's yes. the wacky part of this. And 
really what you time travel is already wonky enough when you throw hyper time in it pretty much takes all rules out and that's not the greatest of things but that's how that kind of ends and again we have uh multi you know cliffhangers here because then you also have in the future where basically and that's pretty quick and that's the one that has been kind of pushed to the side for the really quick throughout this yeah Yeah, so you have the justice one million brainiac one million is pretty much using a lot of technology that has been gathered since you know our just actually i'm a little disappointed in this because for wherever brainiac is bottling up these pieces of hyper time i really thought at the end of the last issue that he used all this power and went into this hyper time bottle himself becoming the brainiac woman when we find out that it's just kind of like a weird robot construct where he's just still just chilling outside yeah, he's of the out. bottle like it's a remote I'm like, deal I kind of yeah like, yeah, it's a weird thing. I'm like, oh, I was kind of just hoping that was Brainiac now. Yeah, for some I think reason. that maybe they're doing that so that they can legitimately kill this giant, you know, robot deal and not actually kill Brainiac because he's standing outside he's amongst the bottles. He's fine. I know, but he ends up attacking and he attacks Superman with kryptonite light forms from the 25th century. God snares, God killer snares from the 59th, and then drones that Batman's ancestor 59th. had made. Yeah, 59th century. Thank God, Eric, so Bendis far didn't away. go freaking that I, well, far. Give him two weeks. He'll be so far (laughs) ahead. And and, then really, 59th, really, it'll just be then. God killer snares from the and then. Is that that's how I, I know that it the, out. I'll kill I, I you. know that the Millennium series was just trying to get to the Legion of Superheroes, but Bendis, you still have to get to the no, DC One Million with like the eight hundred fifty third century. The, the second time I was I was reading this, it made me laugh. I'm like, he, he's going to ruin this eventually. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he's like, I got to get to that, and then. And then that's next on my and list. Then, and and then, then here, and then, and then, and then, oh my God, we're, we're looping around. We're now in BC again because of the and thens. Uh, yeah, there is a Brainiac. You no know, time was a wheel, Jim. It is a wheel. Brainiacs, you know, kind of drones there that were made from a descendant of Batman a century after his time. Uh, but what do you think they that said, was, Jim? I don't know, Eric. We're going to have to check the end then. It's, you you end then. up then. And then, and then you end up where you we, have we this. We already would have passed that, though. Yeah, so, so we, we end up where he's like, we, I'm going to get this totality. And again, I never know why or how these heroes. I mean, is there a school for heroing? Is there? Because here's my tip. I want to be a professor. It's called the Police Academy. Okay, well, uh, here we go. You have, you know, the Police Academy. Uh, It's called Boot Camp, Jim. (laughs) Where where are my favorite uh, Kevin Winslow, where he can make the noises, or Michael Winslow? Uh, But the whole idea, if you are facing off against somebody, uh, you're big bad, especially a big robot. They're like, ha ha, I've gotten you. I've won. Don't tell them your plan. Don't say, ha, we don't have the fragment. (laughs) Somebody else does, and it's beyond your grasp. Yeah, so all they're going to do then is check all of these bottles of who's showing up. You want to go back to the whole thing of having a superhero boot camp slash school academy. Maybe Commandy was a part of this because he doesn't seem to have any problem driving that freaking Adam ship to another bottle where he finds the the freaking future of the the Justice League Beyond. He's just a boy, Eric. He's driving. That's not against. That's against the law. You're not allowed to do that. Is he driving? Is he flying? He's shrinking. He's expanding. He's He's doing doing everything. He's the last boy for a reason. He's the last kick-ass boy. He's going off and doing nonsense there. And yeah, he ends up getting in the Adam ship. 
flies over to another bottle, ends up. And the only thing is he's going, man, there's nothing going on here. I don't know what to do. Oh, man, there's that ship. All right. And ends up going off right. to the hypertime bottle that does have Batman Beyond and the, you know, the Justice League of that deal. They're all there. Yeah. And they're like, what do we need to do? We need more justice. And then there you have it. So they're going to come over. Of course over we too. do. <laughs> and here's the thing is you're, you're playing around with this because of hypertime. You're allowed to use this as almost like an Elseworlds deal. And at least Snyder and Tynan are trying to we have some fun with it. They're trying to have some fun with it. A lot of times with these things, the people don't want to go all out. I mean, adding all these things on is is what fun. If he's got Wally's family there. Maybe he grabbed them. They're having dinner still, like they were in the Flash War. They're eating <laughs> some fried chicken. I don't know what they were eating, but he seemed very concerned. While he's in prison, before he goes on his Flash forward thing, you know, all the heroes are doing this kind of thing. They end up in that bottle, end up taking a few snapshots, some selfies yeah. with them, just go and show it to Wally. Hey, check this out, Wally. Ah! Hey, check this out. Your family. Where are they? They run off, so he can't find out. Just like Zoom. <laughs> hey, see you later, buddy. Runs away. Oh no, off to the sanctuary, sanctuary again. Oh dear. You guys shitty friends. Yeah, that'd be good. But I hope that if they do have the Superhero Police Academy, it better be run by Steve Gutenberg. That he better be the main guy he ain't doing, doing nothing it. else. Yeah, really, he isn't. Uh but yeah, I like the art in this. Uh I like the No, I like this one. I like the Bruno Redondo art, especially. He's that part of this, and you can always tell he has that very clean art style that I really, really like. Usually with Shane, the uh Ultra Monitor, that sort of thing I really like. Um and with that I understand a lot of it is pushed forward. A lot of it is kind of like, here is the explanation. You're not going to get much more out of Huckleman. He's going forward in this because it doesn't make sense, but we're trying to make it make sense and to get Aquaman in this book because that's been one of the biggest complaints from a lot of people that you had a Justice League book without Aquaman. So you just have to go Mara. with that. The anti-monitor uh, enjoyed Where's Mara uh, you know, issue? him. Yeah, she's picking things up and stuff, Eric. She, she's running around. Now, I, she's not doing anything. She was supposed to go with them at that one point, and I think she's disappeared. So you have that going on. Uh, uh, we have, but we, yeah. we have our aqua portion uh, covered right here. We don't need you this yeah. issue, Mara. Yeah, Fuck off. There's, there's only so much aqua parts that you can have. <laughs> I, I also like the idea, too. You mentioned that. I, I giggled at the part where you have Jon Stewart and – uh, Alan Scott in the water going through it with their, you know, construct like around space. them. They have a bubble kind of thing. It's like the space, isn't it, John? John's like, no, not at all, but we'll go with it, old man. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's what you want to think, I don't know. Yeah, it's like space. Whatever. Get out of town. Get out of town. He's like, I wish you would bottle that's up thing, some of your emotions and talk. right now. These are I the know. JSA and their prime. Oh, he's still, that is an old man thing. He, I, I'm telling you, John too, Stewart. I say this. I kept looking at Ted Grant, you know, while out there thinking like for some reason i still see him as an old man even though this yeah. is the whole supposed to be the prime thing i yeah, can't help but prime. see these characters like that now i'm like yeah I, I, right, i'm you know. telling you i wanted john to say remember that thing you're gonna tell me in a second about not bottling up stuff and all maybe you should zip it a little buddy let's get to atlantis Ooh. i don't need talk i thought that we came out here in the water so we didn't have to talk to each other and now you're yapping away um but i do like that combination i do like the idea that alan scott is you know, kind of inspiring John, or at least getting him on an even keel as we go forward. It's Playing Kendra who's been Kendra's been just a loose cannon. Somebody's got to calm her the hell down. Shane thinks that it can only be Martian Manhunter, so we'll see how that goes. I tend to agree um, with Shane, but 
I gave it an 8 out of 10. I know that when we're talking, I could even go down to a 7.5, but I still, I had fun with it. And I'm not having fun with a lot of books. And I'm telling you, an ultra monitor sounds ridiculous. It's a lot more fun than a lot of the other things we're I going with that try to be more, uh, you know, more humanized or more realistic. I, I don't know. I'd rather a Justice League book be like this, though. I would like a little more explanation, uh, at least attempt that's why i didn't mind the the aquaman at least it attempted some explanation instead of just going with it oh it's not wrong it's just kind of skirting the issue Uh, you know why is this wrong and the aquaman books right who knows who knows what mother shark was telling the truth or not when she said that he brought she brought him back i don't know and the old whole deal is when he says i was saved by the anti-monitor could have thrown him in and then mother shark ended up grabbing him and taking him to the island i can kind of try to make it work then and then he says i was way late that's the whole time he was there so you know that their timing issue is weird with what's going on now and how long that took or whatever but if this all happens after the island of old gods then it kind of goes a little bit at least makes more sense than not making sense but uh what would you give it i didn't give this a 6.5 out of 10 i enjoyed the art this issue it's just with all the things that we're dealing with where it's all the separate stories and all the stuff that just keeps getting stacked on top of it without having a clear explanation about anything these characters are really up to or what their powers are, what the end goal is. Like I find myself struggling to get through the issue half the time, but there are some fun parts in this. Like, you know, I'm still enjoying the, the JSA and like, you know, flash and John Stewart parts going to Atlantis, but just having, Oh, and here's the Legionnaires club. I'm like, yeah. all right. Okay. It's just, it yeah, just that was doesn't weird stop with adding stuff on top and of then everything. The, and, then like, Batman Beyond. and then Batman Beyond. You're adding so many things Batman in there. There's just like yeah. beyond. And I'm like, all right. Ultra monitor. Uh, cool, man. I don't, I don't agree with yeah. what you're telling me here. There's a lot of problems i have with this even though there is some fun to be had because overall i do dig the story that he's being told it's just it seems like it's getting kind of spitting away from scott snyder at times it's like and he just keeps adding more i'm like and, and it almost becomes a physical and then i'm like oh no, no I don't need more that, but. but again i can just imagine at the like hey what happened how did you die and come back there aquaman well get this mother shark uh well who's mother shark Oh, here we go. All right. They did this. Then I ended up with these gods, you know, these, what what do you mean? Old sea? Was this on earth? Oh, here we go. I mean, I'm telling you there's a lot that you'd end up having to explain. They just want to get through. Well, you don't really need to explain all of that. You just have to have a real connection to the anti-monitor that makes sense. Yeah, well, there wouldn't be. I mean, you're kind of forcing that in. So we're going to have to just deal with it going forward. But uh, we'll move on to the next book that is an Elseworlds book. All right. And that book is Deceased Number 5. Deceased Number 5. I still hate the way that's spelled. Yeah. Deceased at East. Number five is what it is. I, I just want the, you know, wrong turn going down the thing. So we got the Superman, the DC East. That I, sounds good. I, want, I, I actually think it's funny that you think wrong turn would be able to read any of these. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. I think he'd enjoy some of these too. He, he'd like them, Eric. Written by Tom Taylor. No, no, no. Art by if he was Trevor going Harrison. down a list of titles, what's he going to say? Like, if you, you give you him Justice he, League Odyssey, what do you think he's going to, how he's going to say that? Justice League Odyssey Eyes. I think no. I was like Justice away League. Too much credit. Justice League Odysseus. Oh my! Is this the Odyssey uh, from Homer? Is, is that what he'd say? That all of a no sudden dummy. he becomes just a crazy ass savant, where he has no idea. He goes into this crazy sleeper mode. I think that this. He's like talking in tongues, right? 
That's what he'd do. He he wouldn't be pressed by it. I know that, Eric. He would not be pressed. But let me get back. He, he, now you got me on a tangent here. I'm in problems, Eric. I, I'm not really fully uh, medicated at the moment or maybe over-medicated. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure when it hits. Uh, but, yes, uh, they messed up my medicine again. And I, I'm going to – I can't say I'm going to kill somebody because that's a terroristic that's threat, terroristic Eric. Threats, yeah. I want to slice their throat and, and dance All on right. the puddles of blood. It is, that's just sexy, right? That's just sexy talk, a little pillow talk between me and you. Yeah, they, they, they've right completely now. messed it up. I, I don't even understand how they, they messed up something based on a mess up. And I'm going to mess somebody's face up is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to start with yours. Your then, pretty face, Even if it wasn't messed Eric. up, you'd still messed up taking it when you're supposed yeah. to. Well, that's the problem is that really the whole roundabout deal of this is I'm trying to get back to the original plan that you can't mess up. Though I do kind of mess that up. But that mess up doesn't mess up as much as the messing up of the mess up does by the end of it. And so I can't do this thing where I'm supposed to take six pills a day because what ends up happening is I take them all at once. <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not the plan, Eric. That's not how it goes uh, down on Front Street. And they've messed me up completely. Written by Tom Taylor, art team by Trevor Harrison, Stefano Guadiano, Lorraine Barredo, and Seda Tamafonte. After the last one shot, I was hoping things would finally pick up in the main book this month. Well, it does, but with a lot of a push forward with narration and things suddenly just happening in my mind. One Eric Shea's going to disagree. It didn't hit as hard as I thought it should. Still, Tom Taylor gets some of the feels out of me. But by the end of this issue, the whole series just feels like every issue I want more. When I when I finish reading oh, yeah. this, it always has – it's like, you know, there's cracks there. And they're not cracks in the way of, oh, man, there's a big plot hole. Or, you know, oh, man, you know, that's not that it's a little bit extra story bits that I think might be the more exciting things than, than what we're seeing. You know, and, and I do love, you know, gathering of heroes. That's one of the things I do love in any book. I do love the personal moments and things like that. But we I think that what happened with Tom Taylor here with this book for at least the first three issues he really, really spun his wheels. And then we're starting to move forward. Then we have that one shot. And the one shot seemed to be almost like a liberating thing for him where he was going to set some things up. And just imagine that because you even said one of the things that's going to impress you in this or press you is that it does tie into the one shot a little. It shows you why some things happen and stuff like that. And if you didn't have that, you know, some of these things would just kind of fall flat here. And by the end, well, though, I just end up like, well, I want to see more when we open this issue. And all of a sudden, you know, you have all the three cities gone, kind of saw that, but didn't fully. And, you know, you have the Daily Planet just Captain in a bubble lifted up. Yeah. Well, you have a, a bubble lifted up that saved them. But even then, though, was kind of like I wanted to see more of what was going on in some of the places then just have Captain Adam explode there to kind of just move forward in, in what I think is a forced way to get to this issue. And I just I, I really wanted more 
you know, of the inner works, and maybe you can't have that huh. with six issues. Well, the but- thing is, with the way you see it here, like Captain Adam, he became infected. He had exploded and killed everybody in this process kind of thing. It seems that anybody who has any kind of like, you know, a little bit of power, when they become infected, they are using that power to do as much destruction as oh, possible. Yeah. Barry Allen gets infected here. He's running around the world infecting everybody he can and freaking, you know, oh, way, yeah. like, you know, Mach 5. And it's ridiculous. But the thing is about – um. A good day to die, that, that one shot we had last time, yeah. was that we were seeing the heroes come together and trying to figure out a way to put an end to all this yeah, which and stop we finally all this. Saw that, and we were happy about that, that we saw a plan. And least. it was great because yeah. when we jump in here, just like our main heroes who have we've been dealing with the whole time, they are trying to figure out how to live on in this world that we have. I'm like, well, I don't want to see that. Like, you know, we're creating sanctuaries and we're just going to give up. Like yeah. these other heroes were trying to find a way to make sure that this didn't happen or how to change things that happened. And it was really interesting. Like, and maybe pretty that's much the these thing. Heroes, maybe that's what's getting me. Maybe what's getting me is the idea of that one shot. Now, you probably hit it right on the head. That one shot we did like, and we liked a lot more than some people. I saw a lot of people throwing shade at that one shot. I, I thought it was really good. There. And it was one of those where Brandon – he didn't like it. I mean, he probably would no. go right now and throw eggs inside of Tom Taylor's house and then maybe draw the like hell? penises on the hood of his car. I don't know why he'd do that. Oh, but when, when he did say that stuff about like it became too jokey for him. And, and the funny thing about it was, is I was the opposite where the, the regular series, not a lot was happening and it wasn't as fun as that one shot, even with that one shot being very important with plans happening and like you said in the main book we pretty much to this point saw some people gathering up on the roof of the daily planet and now making sanctuaries in themiscara gotham shutting down the, the internet shutting down satellites yeah. in this issue and i i like the idea of shutting down the internet things like that but even that it's like all of a sudden there's lex and hey superman let's work together all right we'll work together and we'll shut down the internet where you see that but it's like that's one page of shutting things down getting these satellites down and things like that and yeah i don't know that i need more than that but as the story's going we had more of dialogue and inner workings of people getting to the daily planet and getting up to the roof then a very important part of the whole story of shutting down the internet and how that's going and stuff like that so a lot of the first three four issues of this just seemed like a slog it, it really seemed like the same thing who's over gonna and die over. now and even like you have the cool things and we, we just talked about it in justice league where it's not in elseworlds but there's hyper time and scott snyder and james tynan are using it maybe to the detriment a bit at least according to you of grabbing too many things and throwing them in you know you end up batman beyond all these things going on one of the coolest things in this whole series and one of the characters that i think tom taylor nails uh, the voice of so well is black canary she is a green lantern and she's kind of been put on the side she's kind of a side character she makes some constructs not, here yeah, and there that's about yeah, it here and there but not enough going on the part where you end up in this with lex trying to figure out a plan and realizes hey cyborg you're pretty smart I, if i would have known this you know we would have gotten together before why didn't we and cyborg having the joke you're trying to kill me and my friends all the time that was that's, a good uh, that's a great moment but it's just too i was actually yeah. There's a the, the jokey line that I like. It's it's a funny line, but it does not feel like Lex is like, "Hey, I am the smartest man." In the- hey, uh, Batman's dead, right? Yeah. yeah, he's dead. I am the smartest man in yes. the world. I'm like, Lex would never concede that Batman was smarter than him. Yeah, no, 
And that threw me off. And it also threw me off because just in that room with it going on, you end up then with Damien, even if he's in earshot, even if he's not. But that's the other thing is where I think that Tom Taylor is great with most of these characters. You know, when we do get them, even when you get this little bit in this issue with Harley and Poison Ivy, their little time on the page is funny where they're like, yeah, we were talking about this whole idea of a refuge. And like, well, we weren't talking about it. Harley's been nagging me about it. That's a funny little thing. I think that what we're seeing is like an injustice was so good uh, and pretty much, you know, 36 issues. Then, you know, and he went on year after year and then finally went off the book. I do think that this would have been better served as something like that, that a continuing story, because what Tom Taylor does best are the little moments that end up making you attached to the characters that then lead to the bigger moments with this series so far to me, it seems like he's kind of forced to kind of push those a little aside to get to the big things but these things haven't been as big you know when you end up in this issue with superman infected and above the world that's a huge thing but you're almost at the point because we only have one more issue left going all right this is going to resolve pretty quickly and oh well it took them that long to do that no it's a shame that we're not going to go on well we have one more issue so it, it just makes me think that the pacing of this whole overall thing, it, it was a little affected because of the six issues with a story that I think Tom Taylor might have in mind that could have lasted 12 or even more. That, you know, he had these little things that he could have done, but he can't really. So when you get to a point where he has to put the pedal to the metal, a lot of things do get pushed aside. I think that is, uh, number one, the reason why you had Captain Adam just blow shit up because you got to move on. You got to get going with this. And so this issue's big moment is, you know, pretty much Flash being infected, which leads then to Superman being infected. And even that, you have the idea of a Flash Superman race. You know, they do it all the time. Tom King just did it last week in his Walmart book that they're now putting out that up in the sky. They ended up having the race. So you have the race, and I like that Tom Taylor makes it so Superman thinks ahead of time, like, I don't have to catch up to him. I can go the opposite way and meet him. Well, he couldn't and, anyway. Yeah, and it didn't matter anyway because it ends up, you know, pretty bad. But, yeah, so you have these moments where you have all the heroes in the fortress. They're figuring out a way to work things out. But, again, to me, it's it's very quick. It, it's very like, okay, we're going to do this. This is our Hall of Heroes. We have to build arcs. Uh, arcs for what? We're leaving. We're, we got to get off this earth. Here. It's done. And then Superman just, we're not leaving. We're going to fight. I don't understand fully what's going on here in his mind because I'm guessing there's not a lot of people left alive. And that would be where Superman would say, I can hear the cries of the people who aren't infected yet. We, I will not leave this planet until everybody's saved. And then Lex is Look, like, dummy, that's what these arcs are for. We're gathering up the people and getting the hell out. And I just, Superman, Superman did believe, so I think. He was, on the, he was on the side of the, the planet was a little too overpopulated. So he's kind of down with this. So like, he's, he's not going to save the people. But, this is but, his snap. That's what it I, is. I'll just, I'll just burn some zombies up my heat vision, go around the world, do that. And you know yeah. what? We're going to be fine after that. It's all going to be like, yeah. but the thing is, no more internet, anybody. There was too much yeah, space really. time for everybody. No, no more. There's no more screen no time. No more internet, especially that twitter it's a cesspool of hate i've seen this guy 
uh, weird science DC that guy is hate he's definitely infected. to the end. Oh, he's infected, all right, with everything. I, I also he's like, yeah, and you know what? I kind of dig this flying Daily Planet building. It's so neat. I mean, we're up in the air. Look at the just the idea of having to rebuild this planet from at points. Uh, pretty much a nuclear explosion. I mean, really, you don't really rebuild that very quickly. Also, all the pretty much disease of all these zombies, like, get the hell off the planet, Superman. You you aren't, this is a DC universe where you have plenty of planets around. You go and call somebody, you get a planet, I'm telling you, go in the ghost sector, there's a lot up for grabs there. I mean, really, and, and do all that. So with this whole deal, it just, the idea of Superman, no. We're not leaving. We're staying here. This is my planet. And I do like Lex again, a little aside. Boy, two planets destroyed in one lifetime. Man, you are slipping, pal. And uh, he gets mad. And then then Lois punches him in the face, gives him a bloody nose. It looks like it's on fire. Uh, And I do like the art a little more of this issue. She punches Lex. It looks like his, his nose catches on fire. Uh, but the art's pretty decent. But yeah, you end up and she's like, you know, F you, Luther, and, you know, open your mouth against my husband John, again. Violence is and, never the answer. Yes, yes. And, you know, there's Superman, like, we, you know, I know that it, it, it's the end of the world. We don't need to reveal all of our secret identities in one fell swoop here, lady. Let, let's stop this. But, hey, you know, desperate times, Eric. On the deal, though, where we're like, you know, we're going to start putting up, you know, sanctuaries for people to go. Like, you know, Wonder Woman's going to ask Capaldi if we can go to, people can come to yeah. Themyscira. You know, it's against the rules, but look, the world's in shambles. The fucking infection is going to make its way here sometime. Let's just let's bring some people here, and then like we also have Ivy creating a jungle in Gotham, and it's taking out anybody who's like infected and stuff like that, keeping people yeah. safe. We have that sanctuary. We have the Themyscira sanctuary. We have some other, but I'm not going to Gotham's jungle because Poison Ivy seems to be a bit of a dictator when it comes to what you can can and cannot do if you are hanging out there in the yeah. Her sanctuary. Like, yeah, I don't want to be in that sanctuary. Grass. I just imagine, uh, like, okay, you're allowed to have one, you know, plum a day for your rations. Like, uh, I'm thinking thanks. we're going to eat better over here. On th- and, and, and even and the you know, idea where – Who's that, Tanya they, doing they the grocery shopping? Who likes plums? <laughs> I hate them. We got plums down there and they said everybody loves them the other day. I'm like, nobody the idea likes that plums. They go- I like plums, no, uh, but uh, the thing is, town. where you go and you you, you raise landmass to make Themyscira bigger, yeah. and then for some reason, I don't know what Tom Taylor's trying to say because it was no longer a paradise. I'm like, well, you had some freaking more room here, no longer a paradise. What do you get? It's because <laughs> no, the people that's coming, people like me and you, end up there, and it's no longer a paradise. I'm not going to Gotham and Jungle really, without the internet. What are these people doing? They're just pissed off now. They have no outlet. I'm a warrior, and this is the thing. You can't give people the internet and allow them to become the awful people they are and then rip it away. Now we, we have tasted the awfulness. We've tasted the, you know, anger that we can do anonymously. Now they're just doing, a, what is there? A big, you know, uh, town square with a whiteboard that people go and post things. I'm unfriending you. I erase you off my board. You, it's like that old lady in that commercial. Board? Yeah, but now we got to do it like the internet. You are not on my homepage anymore. I erase you. I get your picture and rip it up. You are unfriended, Eric. But yeah, the, the thing is, gossip. I, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, really. I, I'm t- there's so many arguments now that just keep going because you cannot look up Wikipedia. Eric. It's trouble. And if it's me, I'm now going to charge people for, uh, you know, my knowledge because I'm full of knowledge, Eric, or at least full of it. <laughs> you are full uh, of it. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, but yeah, I would go to, uh, you know, they go to Gotham and they hear, oh, hey, you know, Ivy's taken over. It's now a jungle. It looks awful. The wall of the dead or whatever that Harley says. Hey, did you check that out? Yeah, yeah, we kind of did. Croc attacks. He gets killed. All these things. But when Ivy ends up and they're like, okay, we have Themyscira. 
and we're gonna, you know, raise it's so the funny stuff. To even have Mara when Killer there. Croc was ki- when Killer Croc was killed, for some reason I was not even thinking about the infected. Oh my yeah, god, you just killed like, Killer it's Croc! Croc. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, that's what I thought for some reason yeah. at first. But, yeah, oh, so he's infected. I got you. When they're doing this, safe they're haven. like, okay, we're gonna go to Gotham. Didn't that's like the, look the safe that haven there, and then we're gonna raise four land masses to expand Themyscira so that we can have that. So you go to Gotham, like, okay. Hey, Ivy, is it any way that, you know, these people are just normal people. They need a sanctuary. They need to be able to have some place where we can start rebuilding the world where it's safe. She's like, yeah, you can come in here. You're not allowed to mow the grass. You can't eat anything. You can't do this, this, and this. And then I, I would just be like, okay, three more land masses in Themyscira. See you later, Ivy. <laughs> smell you later. Because nobody's going to want to be in there. Even when they go in, don't walk on the grass. Huh, here we go. Here we go. There's troubles. Uh, but yeah, so the, they're getting these sanctuaries. They're trying to get the deal. In the meantime, they're still building these arcs. So you can guess that maybe they'll come to the idea by the end of, okay, let's see if, you know, we can kind of rebuild this world. But Lex is like, it ain't happening. Let's build these oh, arcs yeah. and get Fuck the hell out. So they can the load everything. Yeah, we're getting out. It might be, if you continue the whole deal, you might have even gotten to the point where, okay, who wants to leave? It's like an Earth 2 kind of deal. Like, who wants to stay, who wants to leave? We're getting the hell out of here. Um, But what I said about it not being enough room for some here. of the story is the idea like at one point now you end up having Flash, Green Arrow, and Black Canary have a little bit of a, you know, a, a remembrance for Hal Jordan. And that's one panel with no feels. That should have been something that would have been. Well, even when more they had that, I'm like, there. what is this remembrance? So, like, did they just put his ring down there? Is she no longer a Green Lantern? Like, what, no, what is happening? No, because I think later we would see her doing a construct, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. I think they're just I letting it sit there. I don't know what this like, whole thing is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just I'm like put this there here it is. In the snow. Next to the now, a moment of silence until I go and pick this back yeah. up. That'll let and you know you can talk just, again. I'm like, that was such a weird thing. there. Yeah. If anything, make a construct. It does go. Um, that's the thing is we had so like, you know, we started the series off and then the infection happened. People are like, and then we spent so much time like, hey, everybody come to the planet, you know, the daily planet for yeah. like sanctuary and stuff yeah, like that. we wasted too much now time. We're like, now we're just moving over the next few weeks and we're now moving a freaking yeah, that's what I'm saying. pace and, to get to this whole thing and to get to where we need to go. I'm like, here. You know, there's some things. There's like a week get, in between you, when the, the – yeah. The Gotham jungle grew. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, we're just jumping yeah. ahead now after that explosion. And even that, I would have liked to have seen a little more inside of Gotham. I would have liked if they had to go in and find Ivy, maybe see some cool things there. But the whole thing that really got me was, and again, Tom Taylor writes Green Arrow and Black Canary great, especially when the, she they're with Harley. The, the three of them should actually at one point have had a side book that they would have been actually the year two kind of ended up being somewhat like that at one point. But yeah, have you know a barry allen there his buddy's dead and all you get is and for the first time we took talk uh we took time to talk and to grieve for a while it felt like we were in control you get nothing that that should be one of the biggest feel moments of this whole series (laughs) and And you you don't get anything And then the worst part, after we get this, like, we're jumping ahead through time now because arcs are getting built, people getting rounded up, we're giving, like, grieving time for our friends. Like, then out of nowhere, as we're discussing, a scream in our minds, the zombie Martian Manhunter. I'm like, what the fuck's Martian Manhunter been up to for all these weeks now? What's what's his story? He just shows up as a wrecking house now. zombie shit. He comes in. How do you get in the fortress? This is where you're gonna if, if you want to nitpick. Dummy. If you, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you want to nitpick, you can kind of get thinking. the idea. Somebody better firestorm. Get your head on him. Get the fire going. But with, with all this, he the thing there. that you could kind of uh, 
you know, nitpick at is the idea you mentioned it earlier, where Barry Allen ends up, you know, him getting infected and then he runs off to infect the whole world. But here, Marsha Manor gets infected and somehow he goes to the fortress to break in to get the hero's deal. So is this the idea that when you do become a zombie, you do like it's not exactly just well, the oh, virus is oh, trying to find oh. its way well, more to saying. go and spread itself as much and as it, possible. It is, but the idea of, you know, it targeting the more powerful and things like that, it seemed to go above its pay grade at the point especially when Barry gets infected in the fortress where he could then turn every single person in that fortress into zombies goes off to just infect the rest of the world that when superman runs into him and that's where i'm saying it's it's a little bit off there because at this point book over barry is in the fortress with <laughs> the whole rest of what is the remaining heroes pretty much except you know people on themascara and harley and ivy they could all be infected within and, a second and, so if and it is something Lex, like gets that fucking cut in half by martian man yeah, lex so much for that armor yeah, lexi and really and i i like the idea that maybe lex gets turned but he, he's only half the man he used to be he ain't doing shit uh, and so with with barry and then that even kind of goes in with the idea where barry is going super speed and infecting people i don't think these people are going to survive to be zombies when you have a super powered <laughs> fast zombie barry just whipping by you and hitting you in the head your head's going to pop like a grape and so just the idea that, that he runs out of the fortress for yeah, yeah it looks like it but just him running out of the fortress to go it, it seemed a little off to me but it didn't affect anything you have to do that you can't have everything happen right here but it could have been that superman just grabbed him there and ended up going up i think that what they wanted to do is by the end of next issue now you don't have any surviving people plus i don't know if it's me and i'm in the middle of a zombie uh, you know these people just seem to be walking around you know these vagrants walking around with their backpacks this is called the indoors. walking dead they're yeah, getting out really. of there they gotta find and a new I, land I think that a sanctuary you get here you get superman infected but you also get the idea that barry did go and infect the rest of the world so there's no choice and they're gonna have to go off with the arks possibly but there was you, never a choice and the thing is we're, well, we're Superman left seemed right. to like, want can, to. Who yeah. can pilot these arcs out of nowhere that Lex Luthor seemed to be like, you know, in charge no. of building and yeah, so We have Cyborg. He can do some stuff. But I was like, I'm looking at this whole thing. I'm like, this plan, I don't even know if we're going to end up with anybody at the end. Because the big thing that we had last issue that we we're discussing was the idea where that when uh, our heroes confronted Wave Rider and then Booster Gold started disappearing. Because when Wave Rider says – uh, Kalel of Krypton has found Barry Allen of Earth in Keystone City. That seems to be the catalyst to yeah. where there is no more future and Booster starts fading away because since yep. they brought Barry in and then like the whole thing, everything is now fucked and done. You know, Barry would then infect Superman, who is now the ultimate freaking infection weapon. And like once that happened, I, I think that's a great shout out from that one shot here to lead into out. this whole thing. And, and with uh, that, all that of it might to be, be done. the deal that that booster disappears. We may even see him again when you end up having a different future go and he changes because it does look like su- oh, I'm saying it does look like Superman <laughs> is going to do uh, John and John's going to have to save the day. And it, it kind of seems like it's set up for that anyway. Uh, I, I would think it's odd, though, by the end. I'm saying this sets it up. I think it'd be odd for it just to end. And, and then we left Earth. 
Here we go, boys, and, and off we you, go. I don't even know if we're going to leave Earth. I think everybody's just going to die. Everybody's just dead. That's all it is. And Tom Taylor's like, all right, see you, you later. You might get everybody's a handful dead. of people left if they find a way to destroy zombie Superman. But besides that, I'm like, there is nothing that will be any kind of future yeah. for the 25th century for anybody to come back to. Well, we end up having, you know, Barry's infected. He, he ends up getting infected by Martian Manhunter, and you have Lex get ripped apart. So there was the guy who was also seemed to be the the brains behind the arc sort of thing but i think that was also pushed where you're gonna have lex dead so so we can't say well with lex dead they can't make the arcs like you said cyborg's still there and lex kind of gave him the seal of approval or the stamp of approval earlier but yeah superman goes to stop barry says i'm not going to be able to catch him so maybe i'll just go and meet him the opposite way and Barry just kind of runs into them and they go through each other and Superman's infected and he knows I don't have much he time. Got some, he has some of Barry's exploded body yeah. fingers stuck yeah, in his belly. In. I'm like, yeah, And Barry's It's dead. gross. Barry is obliterated. He's, He's obliterated. He's done. Yeah. I'm telling you, one of the worst is seeing, fish food. seeing pretty much what appears to be uh, ribs. Uh, but I'm talking eating ribs, not, you know, something like that. He's like, oh, these look like those boneless ribs at the deal, but there's bones. Uh, he ends up so they going don't look off. Like that at all. One of the things is that side of his of his freaking mask just there floating. He is done. Uh, but he goes back to talk to everyone and then stops first off with Kid Flash, uh, you know, Wallace, and says, you can't be infected. I mean, if you're infected, there's some big crap going down. Oh, no. Barry's dead, by the way. And now if I go, I want to talk to my family. And you do get the... The feels here and and the way that he goes down the line here of Ma, Lois, John is, is perfect where he ends up getting to say, you know, hey, Ma, you know, you ended just, up taking me in. I just in. love the idea. This whole idea, though, but where we have Superman come back to say his goodbyes to everybody. So he looks around. All right, Lex Luthor's dead. Everybody, I'm Clark Kent. I'm like, because even Ma's like, yeah, oh, really. Clark talking about, oh, I'm telling you. the word, Ma. And then I'm telling you, he, he says like, remember when you heard about Lois married to me and she's also married to Clark Kent when she punched Lex? Just, oh, yeah, I'm like, it's me. If Lex was still alive here and there was ever a thing where you still wanted to find out who Superman was, just in going to this family – O Clark from Ma, Smallville yeah. from Lois, Dad yeah, from China. Yeah. Like, all right, you've just given I'm all of the clues away right now. Lex, Lex, the, the the things were running when Lois punched Lex in the face and says, "Don't ever talk to my husband like that." And he's like, "Wait a second, I thought you were married what? to Clark Kent. That doesn't make sense." And then walks away. <laughs> but yeah, it all, it's all out here. But he does say, "You know, hey, Ma, my world ended. You gave me another one, which I liked." And and really. If we had more time, I really wish this would have been pushed a little earlier because even Ma earlier says, we got to get the hell off this planet, Clark. We got to leave. And he's like, no, 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 we can we can save this world. And you get the idea of, uh-uh. the, you know, he wants to keep this world because of the idea that Pa's dead and this was Pa's world. Like, I would have liked a little more feels to the reason why he didn't want to leave. Another world before oh, that. He's, he's done. I'm saying. So he's like, you know, my world ended. You gave me another one. Goes to Lois and says, you know, I got so lucky. Lucky I crossed the ocean of stars and you chose me. Thank you. And she says, thank you for choosing me. And I'm telling you, I'm getting a little choked up because it's really good. Now, it's really good because this is a universal. This would be of any story of Superman knowing he's going to die and going to them. This isn't just Tom Taylor's story right here. He does a very universal deal, which it does hit, where then he goes to John and says, you know, you're the light. You're going to have to take over. And no matter what you do, I'm always going to be proud. You're, I've seen the best of the universe, and you are 
fully the best. You're the best thing in this universe, and I love you. Now, John, and then he goes off, and it really make, made me sad. Just swear, swear something to me, John. Just make sure that you're not taken by Jarrell and then lost in an Earth three yeah, volcano really. for seven <laughs> years. No, just don't like, let that happen, John. Stay like, a little boy forever. He says, John, and he even says, you know, it's your universe to change. No pressure. And then he says, listen, you know, give me a hug, John. I love you. I never wanted to let you go. I don't want what you let me go with Grandpa. I was gone forever. I was in a volcano for freaking seven years you, you bastard that was a different like, world don't John. worry multiverse thank you and as he's like you're the best he's crying right and then he goes off into space to kill himself but yet he takes too long <laughs> he's talk he's too this much of a, a little bit too long-winded and he ended up i mean really he should have just cut it off and said hey uh ma i love you lois thanks for choosing Everybody, me john you're later. the future i'm out of here and then going off, we didn't see that he also stopped for a hot dog. He's a hot dog fan. He ended up going to New Chili York dog, City. Jim. Chili and, dog, well, you know it. Still, that's still a hot dog. He ended up that. Then plus he ended up going and, you know, saying bye to a couple other people that we didn't see. And then he went for a bath. He was a little messed up. He went out. But yeah, he goes into uh, space to kill himself. But he is fully infected before that happens, though. Still in space. I mean, I, zombies, I guess you're the walking dead he yes, is flying back anymore. and killing everybody. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, like, like once he dies as an amphibian, but yeah, he is in space as a zombie now, and he's going to go back, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, now we have no Lex with the arcs. You end up having, you know, pretty much Superman turned, and it's going to be up to and what the I world would guess, is over. John and Damien, because you know Damien well, is, is still there. This is, this is back to this is zombie injustice. Now, what happens when there's a Superman that's turned evil? And it's also an infected yeah. zombie. The world is Dead. over. That's what you happens. Get the, you get on those arcs. I, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to start, and Superman's going to go. And for some reason, he's going to destroy those arcs. The first thing, I'm for no you, reason whatsoever. Even if they have a way to launch those arcs with everybody that gather everybody. Superman is destroying everybody in those arcs. Listen, it's all over. Game over, man. No, what they're going to do is. You end up, it's going to be like Hoth, Eric. You're going to have the arcs going. No, there's only a couple, so you can't really do it. And uh-huh. then you shoot like a firestorm out there with it. Those are the missiles that let some of them go. And then Superman goes, all right, what's the catch of the day? As they do that, and he's an asshole, and then they get away, right? Well, somebody comes out of- Superman's weird. Somebody comes out of light speed a little too early, maybe by the name of Niet. He gets in big trouble. It's all hell broke loose here. But yeah, uh, I I like this enough. It's just that overall, this is not my favorite Tom Taylor story. And it's picking up the pace now, but you only have one issue left. This is the penultimate issue. And it's picking up the pace just at the end where it it foregoes a lot of the story for the limited amount of issues that it has. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the big moments now – yeah, some of the big moments are narration. I didn't need that. I, I Some of the feels and some of the things that we should have dealt with in a story like this, we took too long of people walking and getting to the, you know, the roof of the, the Daily Planet when we really didn't get that many by the end at the roof of the Daily Planet, only then to just show up at the fortress with all the heroes. Boom. We could have done that the, an issue too. Did, did you find it weird that, you know, we had, you know, Black Canary, uh, Green Lantern go and make a construct around the top part of the Daily Planet to save everybody, but- yeah. Why did the Daily Planet the rest of the Daily Planet outside uh, at the Fortress? uh, uh, The globe wound up outside of the Fortress of Solitude. I'm like, 
why? Did, are you telling me that it actually got blown there? Because it wasn't yeah. on the roof when Black Mary know. had the thing. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, it seemed weird because when you see that, it's a very uh, – it's like it's there just as a kind it's of a, a wow moment husk. type deal. Yeah, so you see that. But I even even as I'm going through this at the beginning because I'm looking, I'm like, why did she waste all that energy to save that many you know stories of that building? You really only needed a couple. But I did even like where Lex shows up and uh, you know starts yelling at Superman, but they – you know, form a truce to kind of get this going. And so there is some good moments. It's just, it seems to me that the overall pacing of the series could have been better and we could have gotten some of these big moments a little more now. It seems like it's a rush to the end or at least a rush to this last sixth issue coming up. Uh, so because that of be that, I'm going at a 6.5. Uh, and that's where I'm at. Uh, but I did like the art a little more than I've got from Trevor Harrison. I think that this is his best issue with that. And it's funny too, because his art seems to lend itself what I would think better for a full out zombie gore fest type deal. But once we got kind of the quieter moments in the, you know, the, the fortress with all the heroes, that's where I think it actually picked up. I think he does a very good job with a bunch of those heroes standing around talking, which actually seems against what I think his style would have been better for. But uh, what would you give it? I didn't give this a seven out of 10. I like this issues uh, art in this whole thing. And while I still like the story, the hype of it has died down now that we're getting out because there's not much going on for what we saw. The biggest part for me was seeing that tie into like, you know, a good day to die where we saw that there yeah. really is no future from what everything, like as soon as Superman found Barry, it was all over as far as what, well, like us uh, wave rider was concerned. And with booster disappearing, I'm like, yeah, Done. it's all over, man. Cause we were concerned. Like, what does that really mean for like, cause yeah. we didn't know where that really took place in the timeline of everything else. seems like it took place at, like the beginning of issue three, but, uh, I, I look forward to the next issue. I just don't expect anybody to come out of this alive. I like there's a, a few good moments in here, but the pacing is completely off because like, you know, now we're just jumping ahead weeks. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in between. Like, like what were you doing with the infected at that point? Are you just clearing out people left and right to make yeah. sure like all of a sudden it becomes all of the walking dead, like, like a highlight. Like here's a bullet point of what's happened without actually watching or reading any of the like, you know, episodes or issues or something like that. Like, and then this happened a few weeks later and this happened a few weeks. Later. What about the in between? What about the personal stories? Yeah. But it doesn't That's matter. That's what I wanted. I still yeah, have fun I with this that. issue. Seven out of ten. And I do, I do kind of laugh because when you do have this, you are getting a full world infected type deal. But really, the people being infected doesn't really do anything for the story because they really can't do anything to our heroes. You know what I mean? You have a Superman, a guy from Quakertown being infected is not ever going to be a threat to do anything to him. So you end up with it just being you had to have some other superheroes as the ones to kind of, you know, make it worse, make it better and that sort of thing. So seeing Barry Allen go around and infect everybody else at that one point really doesn't do anything for the story. Like I said, you're not going to get just some random guy from Keystone City going and ending up taking down Wonder Woman or infecting her because it's Wonder Woman. She's not going to be able to be taken down like that. So you end up with it being Martian Manhunter. Like you said, you're like, where the hell did he, what was he doing all this time? You needed that kind of weird thing to happen going on. But but uh, I still like the series overall. I liked it more when it first started. I kind of got a little wary of it in the middle, but it does set up a pretty cool last issue. And I hope that we end up having a, you know, kick-ass finale. So we'll see if that World's is the worst case Superman. next month. But right now we're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you.
Boom, it is Mail with Jim, and this is the first mail section of the night. So I will tell you if you want to be part of the mail and be a star like Just everybody like else me. on this. And like Eric Shea, you end up That's emailing right. us at WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com, just like Batman Beyond Mark did. And he says, sub Jim and Eric. And he wants a Sub-Mark. random sound effect here. And here's the random sound effect. No, it's mail call. It's Wait a second. That's not a sound like effect. <laughs> How about this? How dare you? There you go. There That's you go. my favorite sound effect right now. How about this one? You make me laugh. You do make me laugh. Sup there. If the two of you are recording the email sections at your usual time on Saturday, as you read this Which mail, I'll be at the Orchestra Hall in Minneapolis, Minnesota, attending Star Wars Live in concert, The Empire Strikes Back. So that is that pretty, pretty cool. Sweet. I actually think he uh, is under the assumption that we record a little earlier than we do because we end <laughs> up pretty late with the mail. But I think that he has come and gone to that already because he sent me a message in Slack and said, did you read the mail yet? I'm like, we're not there yet. Basically, as the film plays, the Minnesota Orchestra will be playing the score to it live. So that's pretty not cool. John I Williams. thought. No, no, you know, you know, God rest his soul. I, I ended up thinking that maybe this would be, uh, I don't know, you'll end up with it like a Rocky <laughs> Horror. Like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, it were an asteroid field. And then want- people start throwing rocks at people. Right. Like stuff like that. <laughs> you you end that up one. You end up on Dagobah, and they just start throwing sewage at you in the Everybody's crap. got coolers of, like, snow and stuff like that, but there's yeah. always that one asshole with the yeah. ice ball that goes and yeah, maims really. somebody. The ice ball ends up maybe. I mean, I'm telling you, by the end of my idea of the Empire Strikes Back Live, people are dead. You're not surviving The Luke Skywalker picture show. All of a sudden, at the one point when, you know, you have Luke, he's fighting Darth Vader, and the next thing, the guy next to you cuts off your hand and then throws it down into a vent so that it goes out of the place, right? You have that. You have a lot of fun times in The Empire Strikes Back. And also, you know, randomly kissing people who are scoundrels. Anybody who's a scoundrel there, they end up, oh, yeah, they're throwing shit around. They smell. They look pretty smelly, right? And really, if you're going to do this, I want at least all, well, not even one. I want all of the ushers, you know, dressed up as Lobot. And then you have the the guy who's the manager. He's Lando. He gives you the look, and then Lobot does that and kicks you the fuck out because you know they have that connection there. Does the look mean I love you? Yes, it does. It means get rid of these people so we can be alone, Lobot. Like like we want is what happens, right? This would be cool. Billy D loved up, that Lobot. You end up going up to the uh, snack counter, right? You're like, and you realize, oh no, Darth the Vader's there. Stand? You whip out your gun. And go to shoot him, and he gets your gun and says, by the way, this is called a concession arrest. stand. <laughs> it's not Darth called Vader's a, actually the police. He's like, it's not called a snack counter. And then by then you realize, I think I'm having a schizophrenic break here, and this isn't actually The Empire Strikes Back live. It was Tickle Me Elmo live, and you're in big trouble is what happens. That's how it ends. I'm sorry, Mark, you're now arrested. That's just like. You're now arrested. People go around tickling each other. It's a little tickle fight. You make a little fort. Like you make a, a pillow fort, right? You tickle each Where's other. Where's Elmo coming? Don't you go? That's basically every sleepover I have been at. Now, sleepover, I mean a guy in a van came and picked me up, and then they didn't find me for a couple of days. Got a lot of tickles, Aaron. Got a little tickling. Tickle me Elmo, they said. So 
fun. Have fun reading the mail and doing all your recordings. I'll be enjoying The Empire Strikes Back. And as we just heard, it's not as fun as he's making it out to be. It sounds <laughs> awful, really. I mean, they have a snowblower shooting snow at people at the beginning. You know, you run away. <laughs> you tell me an Ugnaught's going to be somewhere. That's someplace I'm not going to be. People running away from the, the fray of it. And you have the police standing outside. Ooh, looks like the catch of the day. That's going to come up a bunch of times this episode. And then I show up. I'm like, hey, I hear this Empire Strikes Back Live is going on. They're like, oh, man, you're late. Get over there. The other Ugnots are over there. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm going to slice you. And then I'm arrested <laughs> again. Like, how dare you? Uh, but he no says, I'll write him next week. And by lightsabers, I mean switchblades. Exactly. I'll, I'll let you know how it was uh, and tell you how amazing it was. And that is from Batman Beyond Mark. And Batman Beyond Mark told me, do not read ahead of time because he, I think he really thought that you were going to be jealous that he got to go see this. You are taking out the factor that Eric does not like to be out in public. He, he, his Horror fans bother him too much is what happens. He gets mocked. Oh my. He, he's like a, a modern day freaking Paul McCartney over here. Look at him. Look at him. You know, he's, Isn't he's Paul the McCartney idiot a modern one. day Paul McCartney. No, he's, he's, he looks like an old British woman now. Yeah. It upsets me every time I see him. Ah, uh, yes. But that is Batman Beyond Mark. I hope you had a good time. Thanks, Mark. The next one is Luis. And Luis says, hello, Jim Eric and the Get Fresh Coop. Beep, boop. So I'm finally up to date with all the books. After reading the books, I've decided to drop a few more Superman action, Young Justice. There seems to be a trend here, right? (laughs) Superman action, Young Justice. Yep, that is true. Wonder if he's going to finish Event Leviathan. No, no, he just doesn't like books with people with capes, is what I've figured out. Anything else Bendis is touching between Bendis and King, I don't know what the F they are doing and why DC holds them I in know. such high standards. We Nobody does. We're, we're wondering. It's it's one of those where uh, we said, I think that they're DC, worried about a timeline and not what's yeah, happening know, on the inside really. of the fucking house Actually, right now. that was my uh, actual uh, thing to a you know a dc when they said this where i tweeted you should work more on these books in this timeline than working on an overall timeline you know make these books worthwhile first and then get to that right timeline my ass is what i said oh my that that was not good you got that timeline my ass oh my why why suddenly did that get really loud right it got louder than it was and i i can't affect any of the uh the volume there, that's really weird. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're talking about all these things and what I was going to say before you interrupted me and made me go off on a tangent. <laughs> really loud, that is. It's bothering me. Uh, is the idea of, I think DC is like what we and you talk about when we were a kid, especially when you're not a kid of, you Boobies? know, high means. It's basically saying we were poor, Eric. I'm trying to be yeah, nice yeah, to us, you. but we're poor as shit. Uh, and you ended up buying something like a video game was a good idea of that because of the it, it's expensive. You can only get that one. A video You're game. Not, that well, I'm saying present. you could, but you got that <laughs> one and that was got to last you when you got a stinker that you've already paid with, say, all uh, like DC being hiring these exclusive writers. You have to in your mind kind of pretend that it's better than it is because you're so Batman's like buy you Billy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, that's King Jaws, pretty the video much. Game. Not, yeah, Jaws the video game, if you ended up having that. Or like the one did. birthday or actually Christmas when me and my brother ended up pulling our whole Christmas in to get an Atari 2600. We had to convince ourselves then for seven months that combat kicked ass, Eric. 
Sure it didn't. did. Combat didn't. I but know. we had to pretend it did. That's all we had. Combat is Bendis right now. You have to deal. And, and like Bendis and Combat, I'll even put it if you're in the know, it had 70 variations of the same shitty thing, just like Bendis in his books, right? It all works out. There are books. You remember that Combat one where you're playing Combat on the 2600 and they're the, the big fighter plane versus the three smaller fighter planes? That sucked. You mean there's dots? Yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst. I, I didn't <laughs> mind the variations of the tanks where you had like bouncing bullets, things yeah. like that. That was okay. The bouncing bullets start, made it fun. When you got down the line, you started getting these weird like airplane type deals. It never worked out. Those suck. Their books are their books. Uh, two of my favorite heroes turned to crap. And by the looks of it, there's only one editor. And I think he might be blind and hard of hearing to let that crap go through. But uh, but I finished Batman Damned and I have no clue what happened at the end. Did you finish <laughs> reading it? And if you did, please help me of what happened there. I did not. The minute I gave that up I after saw when I, when I, I saw, saw Beastie Boys version nope. of Etrigan, I was out. I'm telling you, that was it. I'm like, I, I know Mike D. I know Etrigan. I don't want Mike D. Etrigan. I like both of them <laughs> separately. I don't need this. I mean, really. I like you think he's Mike D. He was. He had that medallion going on. It was just nonsense. <laughs> I also read the new Black Label Harley book. It wasn't bad. I did not read that. I don't know. And that's Harleen that he's talking about. I don't know if you if they sent you guys a copy of that book. But if they did, I think you should read it. Maybe you review it. It is reviewed on the site. So if you want to go over and check that out, Carlos did it on the site. Uh, but we did not talk about it on the podcast. Uh, for the most part, we tried to do the incontinuity things. Yes, we ended up doing White Fuck Knight, you, but Black that was label. because White Knight was kind of there on its own at that point. Then they made the Black Label deal. Uh, but yeah, we, we end up picking and choosing the things. And a lot of people like that Harleen. I looked at it. I saw a lot of writing and, you know, me and words, they, they don't work well. So I, I was out. So eventually I will get around to pretending I'm going to read it, but I won't. I also, say. my favorite holiday coming like, up Halloween. Yeah, I'm never going to. I'm never going to read that. Nah, also, my favorite holiday coming up Halloween. I can't wait for the last few years. I dress up as Batman villains. And he takes a very realistic approach, uh, approach nice. to it. So his last two were Riddler and Two-Face. And he sent pictures, and they're awesome. I'm, uh, I should put them up on the Patreon and in the Slack as well. Maybe even in the show notes of these, because they're really cool. I don't know that he wants his uh, pictures up for you know, up for grabs, though. You know how it is? You know, up for grabs like you. Uh, and in this email, so what? you can see it this year. I'm <laughs> doing Mr. You. Freeze, so wish me luck. Enjoy. Have a great week. See you on the sevens. And yeah, the, he looks really uh, – his two-face is a realistic, hideous-looking thing that I'm going to have nightmares about coming up. But oh, no. that is the end of the first <laughs> you, section Elise. of mail. Thank you, Luis. Thank you, Batman Beyond Mark. We're going to go off from me and Reggie Sans Eric. Talking about Green Lantern, Eric, he, he wants no Talking parts about of that nonsense. nonsense. That's what you better right? do, that's huh? Right. That's what happens is it's nonsense. You're out. That's Morrisonville. Just we'll lost be talking population. About, yeah, population, me and Reggie. And uh, it is right. the end of that first year. So maybe you'll join us in you year two. Possibly year. join us with yourself. the Black Stars mini, Eric. You want to get involved with the Black Stars? Just look, yet? look. You say wish in the machine, I'm out. 
Yeah, really. And I I had the wishing machine. I wish you were on with us. And then I'm like, the Black Stars, wasn't that Tom Petty's backup group, right? The Black Stars? Oh, that's the Black Hearts, Eric. I'm sorry. But we're going to go up to me and Reggie talking about that. Yes, now I'm thinking of Joan Jett. I'm mixing them up. (laughs) See what happens with this stuff? They're all getting me all wacky. You you had a wishing machine to wish that didn't happen. I, I do. Uh, where's Jess? Where's the edited out? I'm telling you, wishing machine on. But we're going to go off now to me and Reggie talking Green Lantern. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Aware of my power, green's light. Green's, Green's light, light, indeed. Here we are. We're yep. here to talk some Green Lantern. Of course, we have the wrong t- turn oath. You know, which, hearing, uh, hearing that oath is probably the greatest reason for me doing this book. It I is. Really, I really enjoy it. Whenever we Usually, hear it. too, it's, it's one of the things, uh, you know, even though it is a little wacky, it's one of the most, you know, non-wacky things about talking about this book anymore. It is the wrong so, turn yeah. oath. Um, but, yeah, we're here to talk some more Green Lantern, which means... No, Eric Shea. Eric has uh, failed. He, he's done with this book. He yeah. said he can't take it anymore. And he he's the only one who seems to be able to have this, you know, thing that he has an out. But, hey, yeah, I don't really he has an out. <laughs> uh, nobody else gets this out but him. You know? But, uh, yeah, so he's – and I'm telling you, if he was – Talking about it now, I don't think he's read the last two or three issues. Uh, not that that would matter really by no. the end of this, because in my mind, it, it, it's all tying together, but in a way that's so weird. And th- I, I'm telling well, they you, kinda what, do, they kind of do a Patrick Duffy at the you know in Dallas yeah, type scenario. Yeah, they're just going to end up read. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it you know, I'm sure people know by now that it just leads into a whole other series. This whole yeah, the black. Star this whole series. thing has been yeah leading into this this other series so which is an interlude and it seems like that's not going to be liam sharp he's not on that so no. you end up grant morrison going off grant morrison, right? he's yeah it's grant it, morrison yeah. he's doing it and then that's going to be like an interlude then get back to season two of this the green lantern which is supposed to only go to you know issue 24 and then a couple add-ons he said so i think that the last time i saw the actual the green lantern will end at 27 so there is a set ending of this okay. um, but even so this book it's one of those where we have a lot of writers i'll even say a christopher priest is one of those where you're reading this is things show up and then you're like oh that didn't really make sense and by the you know five ten issues later it pops up makes sense the thing that i have with grant morrison is things pop up that you barely notice you know they don't make sense even and then when they do show up later I don't know if they make sense then. It's just that they tie into what happened before. And you really have to keep on your toes. I want to say that this book is mainly for Grant Morrison fans, right? Then secondary Green Lantern fans, but older Green Lantern fans. And also, I think that it's really better served for people who only read this book every month. Because once you read a bunch of other books, you tend to start forgetting things. And by uh-huh. the time, you know, things pop up in this book, like Chrysalon, all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, okay, Chrysalon's a Durlin. Well, I can't remember much of what happened before. And that's my fault. But it's also, I, I got to blame Morrison a bit only because I'm just here reading the book. And if you're going to throw some things in with the caveat that I have to go reread every issue right. before each issue, 
I don't know. Who's got time for that? That's not really, time a, for that's that, not really a they functional say. cereal, you know what I mean? I, no, uh, that's, I yeah, do, that's, I am those those people. I am an older Green Lantern yeah. fan that likes that 80s era, and I like Grant Morrison. And I still find a lot of this stuff pretty obtuse, you know, reaching for the most difficult way that he can, you know, get yeah. these ideas across. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's cute. I'll tell you something. If it weren't for what I think is the really high quality of art and yeah. Uh, sequentials in this book, I wouldn't be giving it as the high scores that I do. Yeah. Although overall, I think it's been good. But you're you're totally right. It's not really a book for Green Lantern fans. It's for fans of yeah. And I Grant think it's Morrison a combo. And maybe, and maybe like know? space, like sci-fi. Yeah. Maybe maybe a Star Wars fan could no, like and, it. You and, know? and also, I I think that maybe it's not for Green Lantern fans who have started in the New Fifty Two. Well, and you end up having Jeff yeah, Johns yeah. run, uh, Robert Van Diddy, those kind of things, even in the rebirth, because this is more, if you're just have read that and haven't read, you know, some Silver Age stuff and things like that, the way it's told is so wacky. And the things that are brought up, I mean, really, what ends up happening here is basically Grant Morrison brings back his miracle machine from Final Crisis uh-huh. to end up making a way for how to make a new world to get this Black Stars miniseries in. And that right there is wacky enough to make some people's heads explode. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, especially if Eric, that's, we're glad, I'm glad Eric isn't here for this. Because <laughs> the minute that Miracle Machine shows up to show that that was, you know, Control and Muse plan all along, yep. Eric would have, he would have blown a gasket. He would have been he, furious. He would have he been done. That's one of his <laughs> least favorite things of all time. Oh, and that's what boy. we end with. So. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Give Let's me get into the it. stats. It is Green Lantern number 12, written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp and Steve Oliff. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Take your braces off. Get your tasties off. Hal Jordan and Quamen are facing off. He's supposed to be like a reverse Hal, but he's more like Cyborg, Superman's pal. It looks like Jordan will not be besto till he gets a hand from one Thal Sinestro. That might make you cringe. It might make you scream. But it all turned out to be a Black Star dream. <laughs> Boy. Word. Yeah. And, and really, for the first half, and me and you were talking before we started recording, for the first half, you actually get pretty straightforward stuff. There's there's a little callbacks to the series. So if you have been paying attention or you went back, you'll get some, you know, little bit extra. But pretty much it's how versus Quaman, uh-huh. joined by then Sinestro, joined by then the Lanterns, then joined by the Superwatch. And, and as you go through, you can go with this, and there are some good moments. When you have Hal fighting Quaman, he's, he's having a lot of problems. I mean, he's trying desperately to figure out, as he only has 15 minutes to live, as his ring is depleting, and you end up having Sinestro show up. And it's pretty good. I mean, Sinestro yeah. shows up, explains that. That was you one know, of my favorite parts. Also, yeah. the, the way they characterize Sinestro is kind of the lovable rogue kind of guy. Yeah. You know, like he even, oh, yeah. he even mentions it in there. He's like, I'm, I'm telling you, he is like the Han Solo Sinestro yes. here, where he shows up. And Han Solo Sinestro, before Han ends up becoming a jerk, not a jerk, but a wimp <laughs> by the end of Return of the Jedi. This is the new hope Han, who's all about himself, trying to get some money. He 
got to be wimpy <laughs> by the end. But I mean, even him showing this up, is, and I this do, is the Han shot first, right? Yes, this is yes, the, no, this is one, the right? Han shot where yeah, he shows yeah. up and he's there. All right, you know, let's get this Quaman. I like where the Quaman is just beating the crap out of him. <laughs> And you end up where Sinestro shows up and sends what I love, the idea of the Scorpedos. I, I just oh, like I that, like that, that yeah. name. I'm yeah. starting a new band. If a speed well, the metal band, the Scorpedos would be great. And we'll just do Scorpion covers, but faster. So he ends <laughs> up showing, he ends up uh, throwing those at the Quaman that kind of subdues them a little so that, you know, Hal and Sinestro can talk. They, yep. they can hang and talk. Mm-hmm. And I like this idea of the talk where Hal's like, uh, you know, what should we do? How can we stop him? And the basic plan is, you keep hitting him. You hit him, hit Don't him again, him and That's then hit the him thing. again. Yeah, yeah, you just have to keep hitting him. And I love that panel Liam Sharp does where you have like, hey, I'm a lovable rogue at best. And, Astro, and he turns and he smiles. It looks it's, so it's, good. That's a perfect look right yeah. there. It really is. Yeah. And, and, and it's and, like it's cartoony but realistic. I love that. I do love that yeah. same panel. And he says, I'm Thal Sinestro of the anti-universe. And then you, you end up with Hal saying, okay, well, that means you're everything opposite. You're good guy Sinestro. And I think that what Grant Morrison does here is – where he's trying to tell people, listen, I keep hearing people saying the anti-universe is just the opposite universe. Uh, don't say that because right, that's right. kind of a very dumb and surface level. Yeah. So he throws that in because in my mind, that that's the thing. Overall in this series, I hate to say it, I really do think that you have Grant Morrison doing a Green Lantern book. I really do think that he takes the position that Hal is just a big jock dummy. Yeah. I, I think that that's how he plays. I'm a meathead. So when Sinestro comes in and you have Hal like, oh, you mean everything opposite? That means you're good guy, Sinestro. He's like, oh, my dear boy, don't go that far, you idiot. You know, yeah. I'm just a lovable rogue. And that that turn the smile is pretty good and he says i'm I, I also i, I also here. think that the fact that qua man you know he's the the anti-universe hal yeah. and it's like in, a, in other ones that would just be sort of like a mean hal jordan but yeah. here he's like a fucking savage oh yeah a cyborg a, monster a cyborg speaking, hal yelling monster. backwards yeah. like he's yeah he's usually not even remotely human at all no Usually you'd have like an anti, uh, you know, deal of how he would be a race car driver because, yeah, you know, that's the right. opposite You're of a pilot. a pilot. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it'd be somebody who's afraid to fly. That That's all it would be. And you'd have somebody like and he would hate Carol Ferris. There you go. That's there the whole you go. Thing. That's the reverse. Uh, so, yeah. And, and again, you even have, you know, what we already have of, say, you know, power ring of Earth 3, kind of not the opposite of Hal, but the uh, scary cat DLC, right, right. you know, and, and, you know, Morrison wants to tell you, you know, don't be so surface level with this. Well, while this is all going on, we did have the lanterns that were attacked the last issue by when the Quaman came back, you have uh-huh. them going. And, and again, this is more, you know, callbacks to the whole series and this, this is really Lantern for long time and, yeah, yeah. fans and and that's the thing that really uh doesn't come across is like she's it's what's her name the uh lantern true the, the, oh, lantern you, true, the, the big one yeah she's she's saving it she's kind of pulling stag and, and all of them back together yeah, and trying to the team get back them. together and it's like these are all sort of characters from old old yeah, lantern stories, and they were in the series, the so they kept they popping up. Here, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but again, when they do pop up, 
you didn't get that much of a connection. That's my problem with this whole series is as you get more and more of these callbacks. Yeah. He's calling back to his series. He's calling back. He's tying up some loose ends, but the original, you know, end is not something that was interesting to me enough for me to pay that much attention. And that's what I'm saying. Just being a casual reader, this is not for a casual reader. I think he definitely is banking on the reader having more of a connection with these characters or versions of these characters from earlier issues. They they were in the series, but like you say, they never really developed – the yeah. closeness between you're, them you're or, just, how, and, or who they yeah. are, you know? And, and with that, it's because in my mind, the way the series has been set up, you have gone from wacky to crazy, back to wacky to crazy to unbelievable. <laughs> and when that happens, it's more of the overall feel that I remember from the series, not the individual characters. And even some of the storylines got a little convoluted for me to remember. And again, since I am talking to you about it, I did go back a little and try to figure it out. But as if I was just getting this book, you know, to to have a reader be forced, not forced, but have them to get the most out of it, having to really go back and read over and over. If you are, you know, reading 20 books a week, it, it, that's tough. It's a tough thing to it's, ask it's a reader. It's just an unfair expectation anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you shouldn't have to necessarily go back and reread everything. And yeah, and is that because, like you said, that might be, oh my God, that's the, you know, genius of Morrison. He ties everything together and you have to pay attention. Or is it the, there's Morrison not getting these characters developed enough for me to remember so I mean, that when they do pop up again, then. it's kind of, you know, one or the other. And it, I yeah, would it's say, crazy. I would say if that's the case, don't bother buying them monthly. Wait for the trades. Like, yeah. why waste yeah, your I money? Think that if, the you, trade if you need ends, to read yeah. them all, and I think the trade is probably going to read a lot better. Yes, uh, I which do Which is true of so. a lot of series, but if that if that's the case, don't waste my time with the single yeah. issues, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, yeah, I didn't even think of the whole trade deal. This would definitely read better in a trade. If you, and in one sitting. You know, read through it, get through it. And then when you get to things later on, like uh, Chrysalon or Chrysalon, who ends up being not even Chrysalon, it's a Durlin in disguise that was ending up a Black Star, you know, informant and under deal to protect Hal and try to follow him, things like that. Then you'll you'll have that wow moment when I'm like. Crystalline, all right, let me remember this. And I have to go back. And now I'm, it, it's one of these things where in my reading, because, I, and I don't have a great memory, I'll tell you, when I end up having these moments happen, instead of me having a wow moment, I end up having a pull me out of the book moment, trying to remember where it happened before and what happened. Um, but when you do have, you know, anti-universe uh, Sinestro, it is pretty cool. And I like that. And then he even says, like, oh, all this, you know, Kwamen, yeah, my plan because I'm going to capture him and I'm going to take him back uh, to the Qua Masters and I'm going to end up, you know, getting a reward. I'm going to get a lot of money for this. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it kind of turns on get him. Get some of that as, Qua money, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you need that Qua money to get Qua <laughs> food or yeah, something. Yeah. But yeah, as this is going on, you do have Hal as his whole you know shielding is going down his batteries going down that's keeping them together he is at this point just beating the crap yeah. out of the quaman and he ends up where it's it's almost like in the movies where you have a cop who who is so mad and the villain and he's just going so much they have to pull him off him yeah, because yeah. he's about to just obliterate him but it's actually not even enough because it, he's not dead you know as they pull him off you end up where the the entity that shows up 
to collect the Quaman. That's a dupe as well. The stuff just happens in here. Sinestro ends up getting zapped. He's, you know, looks like he's a burn victim now. Yeah. Uh, he's in trouble. You have these original lanterns with the lantern true. They're still trying to fight back. People are dying. People are living. The super watch comes. The other lanterns come. I mean, things really get exciting at least i mean there's a lot going it do, on it does tie in a lot from the series it does. but it's like so much crap gets hurled oh at you God, at the end everything is like right at to you me, at this, the end this is when the book falls apart it's just too much it's it's 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag yeah, it is. so it's like what the hell is going on like i really yep. i got so lost i had to read this part many times oh my to, God. to even yeah, get and- a clue Hal is just bloodied up. He he is hurting. The super watch is coming. The other guardians are coming in. And Chrysalon gets shot, ends up revealing that it is a Duralyn. It wasn't Chrysalon at all. Black Star and Formic uh, Trader. Was a Dural- yes, sorry. She. I'm sorry. Yes. So you have all that going on. Now, in the meantime, as this issue started, the big thing that I think is going to be important is you do have the guardians watching all this nonsense going on because you have Lantern calling for help please we're, we're in trouble we're all dying this you know this whole deal the quamans just ripping through us like the you know help is on the way and then you have how who they end up saying and, and the, the weird thing is if you remember last issue how charged his ring up and he was with these other you know lanterns uh, uh-huh. and he is only here alone now which does seem in my mind to be a plan because when the guardians are all together they say controller muse end game draws near and then you have the guardians oh what of ours and then the other guardian says i explained to him for the first time in your life we need you to do exactly as you're told the rest lantern jordan the rest will be up to you so this shows that how this is a plan and the plan right. seems to be how get yourself killed almost and i'm telling you by the That's end how of this deep the cover is you know what i mean oh, it's a deep it, cover a really and deep it's book. a deep cover into a way that by the end reveal I, I think the Guardians are full of themselves. There's no way they planned on all of this to happen. Where yeah. he almost dies by, you know, the end up the Quaman. Then he gets Zeta beamed out by Ziggle, who ends up pretty much, you know, has sacrificed himself so that he'd be equipped with a Zeta beam transmitter. Ends up with the Black Stars with Beelzebeth, who then reveals that Controller Mew did not die in the past and that they have gathered all these loose items in this series to create the miracle machine. I'm telling you, these Guardians, if they say that, yep, it's all worked oh, just as we wanted. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this plan? This plan is so convoluted to the point where there's no way that they figured this out. I didn't know that. The, I, my guess is they just wanted him to get to the black stars, you know, in bleed space and all this sort of thing, just to figure out where the hell they are or what they, I mean, I'm telling you, you get there and, and how is bleeding out? How yeah. is having the worst problems? I, I mean, the guy, they say four minutes till death from blood loss and organ failure. So controlling me was like, Walk with me, yeah, you know, Black Star Parallax. Yeah. Come with me. And they start walking. How is he walking? He's four minutes to the organ, you know, complete very, failure. Very, slowly. very slow. <laughs> I'm telling you, with, with a lot of blood, lot you of blood know, following behind him. Pooling behind him. Yeah. Him, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So they're walking. And this is almost like, you know, they're walking through what would be the Black Star Garden, which is just their their 
ship. Come with me. Let me show you what we've done. Oh, remember all these crazy things that we gathered? Well, we have the, remember, the luck dial. I'm like, the luck dial? Yeah, I remember. Starbend, antimatter battery. That's right. Of course, your Green Lantern ring, which you ended up really showing the connection when we were at Ron. I'm like, all right. And then we have those four. And then how's like, you said you needed five things because he did say we need five things. He's like, yes, think Black Star Parallax. The fifth thing has always been you. And it must I, have I been laughed. You. And I, yeah, it must have been. Oh, I was <laughs> laughing so much. The power is within you, Black Star Parallax. <laughs> And they're like, all right. And and the funny thing about this is they say, all right, you have to make the dream come true. It's the miracle machine. You can wish for anything to be rewritten. The only way you can do this is to trust and love the black stars and you will end up living then. I think there might be other wishes he can do. But again, this it must be part of the plan. But when they said that Hal is part of the deal. I actually thought that they just meant his body like, oh, we don't care if you die. Yeah, yeah we're going to so put too, you in one of these. No. But no, it's him who has to do. It's more like, and in my mind, that's not the fifth component of the miracle machine. The miracle machine will be made. He's the driver. You know what I mean? That's the car. He's the driver. But oh, they, still, need, they need his will. This, yes. is like, this is like we said before. So this is really like the end of a, the never-ending story where they need yeah, that one kid. The, the main kid to say the name of the princess, you know, yep. like, only you can save for the, the world. Only I, you can save it. I, it's I, I, your forgot, I forgot all the names of all everything except for the horse for some reason, but that basically yeah. is how it ends is he just yells yep. out a name that you can't hear actually in the movie. And, and really, uh, uh, that is a very appropriate because this, as you read it to me, a lot of times does <laughs> feel like the never ending story. Oh, it just keeps going. Never ending story. We're just going to do that. And uh, so, with that, though, controlling Mew is like, okay, so, and I love the idea. It's like, you, you have to make this wish. It's a wishing machine. You got to wish, but make sure you wish that you still like us and we're all involved. Oh, right? the you know? Like, why don't you just wish that the Black Star is going to fucking hell not, and, yeah, and, yeah, and you're, really. you're the king of the universe? You know, yeah, what it's the- uh, like how thinking, okay, I'm going to be king of the universe. Uh, yeah. Man done. Uh, any sort of this, I really don't like the antimatter universe. Wipe that off the board. You know, yeah. Yeah, all these things going on and on. I want carol back i want this you know batman can you know take a hike all these things that he would do uh and and even so maybe you want my dad back all these things but no it does look like because they end it at a cliffhanger before the epilogue the cliffhanger is all you need to do is wish the wish of controller mew once a black star always a black star to be continued in black stars number one in november uh so next month we end up starting that mini series and I think it's I thought it was only six. Uh, I'd have to right, look. Yeah, I will have okay. to see. Uh, I'd have to actually look. Uh, but with that, you can only you can get mad at this because you want an ending. You want to keep going. And instead, we're going to have an interlude with this Black Star stump. I'm expecting this Black Star series to just be exactly like this anyway. It's not going to have Liam Sharp art, so that's a shame. But, yeah. I mean, if, if you're reading this, you're going to go off to the Black Star's book. But I do think you're going to have a little filtering out where you're going to have people who are like, now nah, just wait till season two of the Green Lantern. So I don't know how well the Black Star's book is going to sell which, which is also compared advertised to this. With a, yeah, with yeah. a newly uh, qua 
Green Lantern team of looks like yeah. evil, evil, murderous versions yeah, of the Green yeah. Lantern because you end up with saw. the epilogue with the anti-matter universe, and you so do really, it's, have... like, it's almost like two epilogues. It's like two yeah, teasers yeah. for future shit. Which yeah, so you have I feel like it's a little bit of a boner for a, a five dollar comic or whatever four dollars. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. To be like I, I, to be like this story continued much later. Like, well, fuck yeah. you, you know. Like, yeah, and then the with that, I know that this is the wishing machine to the Black Stars, but how much do the Black Stars this this uh, you know mini or maxi series tie in back to season two and if it doesn't if it's you know a st- let alone deal because it is a wishing deal at the end it'll revert back whatever by the time we get the green lantern season two if you have to remember some of the stuff now i don't it, it probably will just pick up new with that you know a new story new whatever probably. but if i got to remember stuff from this one i'm done i don't have that good a memory with I this mean, black pro- stuff this, this this is a wild guess obviously but i i feeling like the black star things whatever happens in that is going to sort it's of just re- gonna it's going to reset, yeah, reset grand, La- grand La- yep. uh, sorry green lanterns and uh, yeah that's what you'll i think you'll be able to pick it up back. from there but we'll we'll find out I obviously hope. Uh, I, I love I love the artwork. I love the look of this evil Green Lantern force. So yeah, I it's do a so. crazy looking just robotic monsters and gross yeah. ass and uh I I love a lot of the art in this. You know, now we went through yeah. it another time. I pretty much didn't really have any problems. Some panels are better than others, but some yeah, of them are yeah, great. Yeah, I said some panels looked a little rushed, but not, you know, they it, still fit in with the overall. This, and I like that. This I one like the where look it's like this. looks like, you know, where when the super watch comes in, it looks a little yeah. weirdly rushed, but Overall, this is just spectacular yeah. looking, and that—that that to me has been the hallmark of this series. Is yeah, you really, really good liked artwork. it because like, of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. The artwork is, you know, even if you don't necessarily, you know, get everything in the issue, the artwork is still good enough to, you know, just sit and smile at and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, what'd you give it? So uh, basically, like I said, I thought that even though I did like the art and the first, you know, half of the book, I thought was really entertaining and overall the book is entertaining even when it gets to be too much it's kind of it gets crazy and exciting and thrilling and whatever but i think it's kind of a ripoff to end your you know first year of of books by saying read this other comic you know what i mean and it's like well you could have ended you could have given us a complete story and done a segue into the next comic without making it this really open-ended thing where there's so much in flux that we don't know you know it's it's just a matter of going to the next issue to get any kind of satisfaction yeah. so i couldn't help but feel like that was a ripoff plus then they also tease something coming like another year from now yeah like, 2020 well, it's gonna yeah, be after you know, the, yeah, planet after Earth still mini. exists you know what i mean like what yeah, the hell really. uh, <laughs> that's I'm a hope, cliffhanger I'm all right it kind of things you know it'll blow up before them but if not uh, we'll be checking that too. out. So I gave this a, a seven out of ten, which I thought. Yeah, was I'm going to give good. it a seven out of ten as oh, well. I actually was almost at a six five going in, but now that we talked about it, I, I did enjoy it. I did the things that I remembered being pulled back. I, I appreciate, and it seems at least it made it seem like yeah, you had a plan, you had this thing going, but. That throws back to what you said. The plan was to just set up a mini while, you know, and there's issues with, hey, it's Liam Sharp taking a break, maybe whatever it might be. But this is why a lot of people get mad at DC for events that they have now, because the events only seem to set up the next it, you know, bunch of books, right. and that's what this seems like. Okay, you know, we're going to go up this Black Stars thing, which I, I don't know. I, I I would have liked to have tied up this whole Black Stars stuff here, and then stopped. Take 
a month, two months off and then come back with season two and just get on with it. Uh, this Black Stars thing is it doesn't really interest me now. No. And uh, I'll it, see how it is. I'm sure that you will be reviewing sure, it, taking sure. the place of this book. So we'll see. And it'll probably be me and you uh, doing it as probably. well. Because Eric uh, will bail. He bails. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, I have been enjoying this book overall a little more i'm not you know i don't think it's perfect it's not my favorite book sometimes i dread when i have to read it because i know what i have to deep dive into Um, but like you said the first half of this just the fight and the sinestro stuff just those two things right there was in my mind the most straightforward stuff we've gotten pretty much from this series and boy i loved it that that is what i want that's that's what i need and i really wish that by this we would have had a you know anti-universe sinestro team up with Hal and do some space adventures and things because all of a sudden i want more of this sinestro Mm -hmm. and i don't know he looks dead He's smoking, and they just a yeah, burn we'll victim. So we'll I'm see. sure he's it not is, dead, but it's it so crazy. Books, but he he may come back looking deformed. Yeah, and, and but have I would a have liked attitude. to have seen if we're gonna have yeah. like a little interlude, maybe a one shot or a two shot with them going off to do some stuff. Maybe they can and, bring it know, back whatever. in an annual. I'll tell you one thing yeah, I would we'll like see. to see in from DC, although I don't know the way things are currently. Uh, plus, now they just announced this three timelines thing that it seems yeah, even yeah, more confusing yeah, yeah. is yeah. that uh, it, there should really be a Green Lantern book for just casual regular reading, you know regular what I mean? casual just, readers just yeah, regular Green Lantern fans well, and here's the deal you want you want me to make Luke Hollywood happy if you're gonna do that make it like a Kyle Rayner book sure make it or, or make any, it a Green Lantern core character and yeah. really really do that like a John that's Stewart what I'd a guy like Gardner a, yeah. sure absolutely I agree yeah I, I would like that and, you know and, and have that but yet show people who there have to be some people who haven't read Green Lantern and they're like oh man I, you know I hear this Grant Morrison's great and when they jump into this they're so <laughs> whacked the out that they're like, I, and really, it could end up being one of those, like, I guess that Green Lantern is always like this. This isn't for me. Yeah. And just bail because it's so wacky. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like uh, pretty much, like you said, a, you know, simple, casual a, fan deal. That would be really nice. Type of Star Trek yeah. type deal. I haven't, that's I haven't heard for. Star Trek. How dare you? I, I haven't heard anything <laughs> from uh, New York Comic Con about any sort of thing like that. That would be yeah. nice. Though, but we shall see. But thank you for joining me, Red J. Thank you for having me. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no humana. It's mail with Derek. It is mail with Eric and me. That's me. Jim Werner, as they said in that uh, song, they said, right? Dancing Mike said. I don't know. It's getting late. Uh, This medicine situation has really got me. What is it? 3 a.m.? Is it? And it's like 4.30 a.m. right now. The sun is coming up. It's it's a time warping medicine here, and uh, don't start singing the time warp song. I don't need that right now. But this is mail section number two. We have two mails here, and the first one's dispatch. That's Brett, Eric. Oh, Psst. that's Brett. 
pass it okay. on. He says, Jess, I feel t- to you. Tell Jess, uh, tell her the safe word is Brett. He says, Jen, I feel like I need to say that something that no name? one has. Yes, that's what happens because <laughs> maybe she will as well. I feel like I need to say something that no one has really mentioned about Tom King's Batman. Eric, now, if we remember since it's been revealed, this is Brett. He ended uh, up at one point being a Tom King supporter. Me and him used to fight oh, yeah. about it a lot. And then I like, like usually with fights with Tanya, I, I just have to wait it out. And then usually, you know, what what I think is clear and you as well uh, becomes clear later on down the line to most people. And it did. So there you go. That's a pat on our back, Eric. That's a pat on our back for all the hate that we, you know, spewed out. (laughs) The part that this issue and he's talking about this week's issue that was on the Patreon. So a lot of people hearing this will not know what we were talking about with this. And maybe we talked about this. We shall see. The part that this issue amplified even more than anything else uh, that has frustrated me is that every other villain that Batman faces is absolutely nothing. Literally nothing. King has made Bane and Thomas Wayne the end all be all. King's Batman can simply stroll through the streets and take down Two-Face, Professor Pig, Kite Man, Mad Hatter, and dozens more with ease. Just like he did when he left Arkham a couple issues ago. That's That's what he said during the deal. So now the weight of any future story with those characters is ruined. He's asking that. And I say no. Because when you do end up getting the other writers coming in, again, yeah, if it's a competent writer then they will be able to do what they do and will write them better. And that's the problem is I said with the, to you this week, even to, to even go further than this, the idea that it has been Thomas Wayne and Bane, just them still don't know how Thomas Wayne got here. And also there's been not one single bit of character progression of Bane, who is the big bad. And we've always said, and one of the things that I have said to you, especially is for me, I need the villain to really step it up for the hero, you know, to react to. And that makes a good series. Bane has just been behind the scenes. Everything has been this whisper down the lane. to lay him down on a throne of skulls. Yeah. And, and so where is – if somebody Lay can tell me from the, the beginning – On a throne of scrolls. Uh, you tell me from the very beginning, uh, issue one till issue scrolls? 85 when he ends. I might have said scrolls. <laughs> and really, if it turned <laughs> out to be a throne. scroll, uh, you know, that would make more <laughs> sense in my mind. But – when you get to issue 85 and you sit there and say, oh, man, boy, that was a, a ride. Man, you know, he took Batman to the depths of his character and does all that. Where is the progression of Bane? What happened? Where did Bane as a character in 85 issues where What's we're the told? the progression of Gotham Girl? Well, and when we're told, though, that he's always been behind the scenes, where's the progression? What happened? And me and uh, Double Aaron were even talking about this this past week, where you end up with Daredevil uh, over at Marvel, where Chip Zdarsky has 12 issues, where you have Daredevil and Kingpin. And in 12 issues, he has made Kingpin such a bigger and you know more fleshed out character in his run that uh, that we've gotten in 85 that's going to be 85 issues of bane we get nothing for bane except it's bane's plan bane's behind the scenes Ooh, look at that he's, bane. he's a bad he's a bad guy oh my god look at what he's doing he's doing all this stuff but uh but what have we gotten with bane what what is the character progression what is he getting out of all this besides just being a guy who now seems like he's just obsessed 
with you know bringing Batman down, but that doesn't give the character any sort of moments or any sort of progression. It's kind of silly. He likes being uh, naked. Yeah, we learned that, I guess. Yeah, and then ends up with, uh, well, you know, when he grew up in Santa Prisca, he didn't have clothes. Then you go back to the issue when he was growing up in Santa Prisca of Tom King's Run, he's wearing clothes, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you can't Readers really shoot some dangles at, on Bane as a kid. And he'll, they'll look at a pig story and now think it's small-time, non-important. Well, really, anybody looking at the pig I story look before? At that too. I'm telling you, when you get a Professor Pig story before, you he's know, a scary dude, at but that. no one's doing him right. Yeah, really. I mean, really. Here's the thing: is you only can Dolatrons, go as far with the Dolatrons. That's all you get. That's all you get with that. I mean, it's scary when he's burning a mask on you, but but that's all he's got. Uh, you know, and pointless because Batman can simply one punch them. The same with two face but don't you have to two punch him oh man i'm seeing two two faced i'm seeing four of them the levity is gone with his entire rogues gallery except maybe joker and the batman who laughs well and that's not uh tom king thing the batman who laughs so uh but and the joker i don't know he seems another one that he's kind of just hanging I don't know. We'll Maybe find we'll find out, out from John, John Carpenter, Carpenter's right? story. That's what we'll find out. Well, we can't have every story be about Bane. Batman laughs and the Joker so Tynan now has his hands tied. Is he going to create new villains? That's the thing. Here is the problem. And I, I was talking to some fellows on the uh, Twitters. And they were talking about the idea of, man, the the thing that stinks about this Tom King Batman is we're not getting a lot of villains. We're getting Bane and the other villains. Almost saying what Brett is saying. Hell here. yeah. Brett's dispatch you end up where these guys are like I want more villains and I don't think that's just a Tom King thing I don't think I think that that's a DC thing they are struggling at this moment whether or not we want to admit it the comic sales overall are down so it's going to be a a bit of a downtime I believe of introducing new things because they're going to be afraid that sales will be even more down then so I think you're going to end up with a lot of classic villains coming up but Tynan has a lot to play with anyway also he has stuff that he set up in his detective run that he could go back to we'll see we'll see how first victim yeah, yeah, maybe we'll find out who that is. I doubt it. King has successfully ruined the entire rogues gallery with his run from Freeze to Penguin to Riddler, and the list goes on. What about Penguin? Hey, don't forget especially? about Batman. Yeah, and Batman, but Penguin, geez, I mean, he's he's you know making love to Penguin. What happened? There to is him? no. I don't know. After saw that him. whole Penny dead thing. He's in the fucking cave. He gets taken away, never seen again. I'm like, all right, did, did yeah. Flashpoint fucking Batman kill him? Seriously, he went off to Antarctica. It's an orgy right now, what he's going on. He went where the the getting's good. There is no more weight to them. They are simply pushovers compared to Bane, especially after the City of Bane story. I have a feeling that down the line, a lot of people look at this run and kind of say like, yeah, it was kind of out of continuity. Yeah, it was kind of its own separate thing. We've been saying that anyway, because a lot of the books don't like to play around with it. So I think that while you'll still get the people down the line liking it, you know, like a Jay from Canada, it's his favorite book ever. Uh, he should marry it, right, Eric? Maybe it'll leave him at the altar. Uh, but with that, and then it'll rip out urinals, right? I'm saying he loves his whole deal. But down the line, people still like it. But I do think that it'll kind of be like this idea of it was separate from everything. And then we'll get on with the regular deal. And really, I'm not even going to lay that on Tynan's lap. I'm saying after the issue 100, see what goes with that new number one that we're told. That's going to be even a new Batman. So we'll see. Soapbox done, but possibly Batman's Weird. Rogues too. I just read the issue and simply couldn't take any of the other characters seriously and that will stick with people he says 
Anyway, thanks. And that is Dispatch, who is Brett, Eric. I, I don't thank know you, if Brett. I told you that. That is Brett. And thank you, Brett. And our last mail of the night is Nils, who says, and Nils, as we know, he's a guy who he's a sexed up guy from Germany. That guy is. I mean, sure really, is. he does things that I haven't even dreamt of. But I do now. So, guys, a warm welcome to the whole Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, and our deep awesome boop. host, Jim and Eric. Deep top. That's us. That's what you say when you say Jim and Eric. Today, I want to tell you three stories that happened really recently in my life. In summary, I would like to call them one, Domina, two, Earth, and three, Mary Jane. I hope I that doesn't have to right do now. with the marijuana, Eric. You know that I'm against drugs unless I'm taking them and I don't smoke. showers. So. Yeah, I'm against those until I take them, which, you know, I, I take them once a week if I need to or not. I need to. <laughs> Desperately. <laughs> I didn't take one today. And usually before the podcast, I end up taking a shower to clear my thoughts and to get a little yeah. of the grime have off myself. And yeah, I like to read the books. That's usually my my deal. I I read the books, take a shower, but eh, shit went down. Nothing ever goes right in this house anymore. Shit went down, uh, including Rafe uh, quitting his job, but maybe not. I don't know. And the nerve, he comes home, he walks home. I quit my job. Well, he quits his job when he's already pretty much relied on the idea that he has a job to upgrade his phone where he's paying the extra, which I tell him where, where that's going now. Who knows? Um, but I said, well, why'd you quit? Like, what, what would you do? And he's like, pretty much like, you want to hear this? You want, you want to hear the bull crap story? What yes. they told me? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. They made me take off my sweatshirt so that my Walmart vest would be visible. I'm like the nerve of them. Oh my what goodness. Really? Well, and yes, I said, so, so basically what, what you're saying is a Baker Mayfield. See, I'm going to hit him where it hurts. Could show up for a game. And just put a hoodie over his uniform, and that's bullcrap if they tell him not to. And he's like, that's different. They have rules. I'm like, yeah, it's not different. So number one, Domino. So does your job. Yeah, really. Well, no, now it doesn't. (laughs) Really, he's no rules. uh, Rafe right now. Domino there. I wish I was no rules, Jimmy. That's what I want to be, Eric. No rules. I'm going to be no rules. I'm going to be no rules, Jimmy, right now. You know what I'm going to do? No rules, Jimmy. Reads mail backwards. Germany from lad, your awesome stay. Up speeding, I'm any more away far that not so. 7227 episode at currently, I'm. See, that's no rules, Jimmy. You don't want no rules. Where's Rafe? I want to show him what happens. Shit goes wrong. 7227? Yeah, that's what he said. You'll see later. You'll see what I meant. Right. Number one, Domina. So I was writing with a writing with a woman via a dating app. I guess that wasn't right, the grinder. Right. Is that the one, the grinder? That's that's the, yeah. the yeah, I don't know either. Is is there isn't Twitter one of those dating apps? Because I've been using it as such and I'm in big trouble now, Eric. It's yeah, not worked yeah, out well. Sense. My dating app I mean, Twitter. I don't think I tell you, any any dating app you're gonna use, whether it's Twitter, MySpace, or fucking grinder, you're go. gonna get in trouble. Here we go. I meant with the police, Eric. I didn't mean with my wife. I mean really. Yeah. What is she, what does she care? I, I'd like to yeah, think that my, I would like to think my message deal on my phone was a dating app, and I'd say to Tanya, like, "Hey, how about some action tonight?" And I, she, no response, <laughs> no response at all. 
And I said, come on. So it's a normal dating app. Let's, let's have some fun here. And she says, okay. And, and I, I don't know. I don't even have anything to say. And what I'm saying is I need action. She told me that she is from Austria. Oh, Austria. Put a shrimp on the Good bobby, day. eh? <laughs> Where, where's the wallabies, eh? And only has one day in Germany near my hometown. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought you'd say it only has one leg. <laughs> Uh, maybe no no the problem is if that was the case paul mccartney would have grabbed her right now there she was at a hotel room and once and that lady treated him like crap she she took him for all he had really she took half of his money that beatles money he needed to get some of those songs back after that she took an arm and a legger oh my there she was at a hotel room and wants to meet me there There on september 19th M-E-A-T. M-E-A-T. You think this is a catfish situation? And really, what I, what I always think a catfish situation means is that she really smells. So we agreed to meet there at 7 p.m. Is that is that how they work it in the metric system, Eric? 7 p.m.? The catch. Here it's we go. I know. I, I it doesn't no, it's not, any it's sense, nine. actually. It's it doesn't even matter anyway. That's military time. I didn't know what she looked like. And I was ready to do anything with her. There you go. He's ready. See, this is Nils is what I need to find online. You know, just up for anything. doesn't matter the look. Yeah, me and Nils, (laughs) we're going to go. When I arrived at the hotel, I stood near the entrance and I waited for a small woman. I won't joke about Jim's height again, promise. So after waiting for five (laughs) minutes, a beautiful woman who was like 12 Jims. Oh, really? She was five foot three? I I thought she was going to say it was 12. (laughs) Well, that might be. Yeah, Germany, they play the game differently, Eric. Uh, Really, though, here's the thing. I didn't know anything about her, so I was waiting for a small woman. Well, why would that be? Walked up to me, and I instantly felt it was her. We hugged and then decided to go grab (laughs) something small to eat. I I feel that this is you. Stop touching me, sir. Here's the here's the junk that I have because you know Nils, he's throwing some shade at me, right? So we hugged and then decided to go grab something small to eat. Oh, what he pulled down his pants, Eric? Oh my, Nils! So after waiting for five minutes, he's like, you "Oh, after him. eating," and then he says, "After eating, Jim." After eating our little breads, we went up to a roof and kissed there, very intense. He was smooching. Oh. It was the rooftops, right? I hope she didn't steal the night. She then looked into my eyes and asked, do you want to see my room? Well, he said, yes. She really asked it like that. Probably in German, which sounded more along the lines of, and then you're like, stop talking sexy to me, baby. Very cliche. And I loved it. So we went to a room and there we instantly started making out really hard, throwing each other over the bed many times, grabbing our bodies, kissing and touching. They're kissing and they're touching. It's the kissing games going on, the smoking games. After some time, it turned into a play where I dominated her and she enjoyed every moment. So did I. She then told me that she never hit a man. There's a lot of true crime podcasts like this. Here we go. Here we go. Now, at least she said, like, this is the thing. You have to worry about, you know, when you meet a woman like this and she's like, I've, you know, can you punch me in the face? You don't need that. But. Is she wanted? She said, "I never hit a man in his face. I can take a punch. I'd be done with that." <laughs> You're never. not going to now. And then he said, "It seemed like she never gave them the old slap a 
I told her. Now, really, here's Nils here. The the guy ended up having his buddy shoot naked fucking butter on him last week or whenever that was. So I don't think a punch in the face would be really that bad. I told her that she could do that with me, and I don't feel pain like normal people do. And that's actually a thing that I've told you. I have that same problem. I have, yeah, really. That's what I'm telling you. I have that problem too. Uh, she, t- I end up grabbing shit out of the oven and burn my hand, and a lot of times I don't even feel it, and everybody thinks it's hilarious. She took that as an invitation to not just slap me, but try many more things. In short, <laughs> she tied stuff. up my hand behind my back and hit me with a belt for like 50 times. My ass and lower you know, back comics. was burning, and I didn't know when she would stop. There might be kids listening, so I'm going to stop here. Okay. After four hours of sex and humiliation, we went to bed and talked for two hours. Well, what do you talk about after this? I mean, really, do you you like, man, remember when I, uh, you know, had that stick up your ass? You know, that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was, right? Yeah, really. really. Hey, so how about that Game of Thrones, huh? Shut up, asshole. I bet I can guess. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you do. Tell me your hopes and dreams, will ya? Oh, yeah. Here's my hopes and dreams that you shut the fuck up, asshole, and punch you right in the face. Number two story is Earth. Nils, is he's a crazy man, right? So Earth starts out on the next day of my hotel story. So these are like rapid fire. It was September 20th, and the humans striked for the Earth. I was on my way back from the hotel and suddenly saw people marching down the street, screaming and singing. So I wanted to join in, just went into the crowd. You know, a normal day. Nils is like one of those guys. This guy does not have, his bucket list is to just sit and watch TV. You know, his bucket list is a a normal uh, everyday Sunday afternoon where shit doesn't happen. Because now he goes from getting the crap beat out of him, four hours of sex, to where he just sees a crowd and jumps into it and starts screaming shit. There I talked to some people, students, told them about my last night. Things go weird in Germany, I'm telling you. So they told me about hey, their stranger, lives and their let studies. Me tell you. Yeah, I'm like, hey, listen, this, this chick that I just met beat the shit out of me for four hours. What's going on with you? Well, I'm a psych major. I think I might be talking to you later when I get a job. Then a woman in front of us started to scream something into her megaphone. I don't know if you have this in America, but here in Germany, we sometimes scream the letters of a word and then scream the complete word or give an impression to the word. That's called the Eagles game. So Yeah, so you have the E-A-G-L-E-S, <laughs> Eagles. There you go. You have that or like you go, you know, you ain't got no alibi, you're ugly. That's not quite the same, is it? You know, no. nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts, we, we got screwed. Is that the same thing? In German, she started... Gibt mir ihr R, which means say R or more precise, give me an R. So I screamed R. R. She then continued, Gibt mir an Y. That means give me a Y, Eric. I also like that because I know a little thing about this because I used to like to listen to I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, but they did a version in German, which I, I thought was a hoot. So I continue, and you heard that. Oh. I think your language is a hoot. So wrapped it all up with Gipmir ein X, and I was shouting uh-huh. out X. So here we have an acronym or word, R-Y-X. It doesn't gotcha. make any sense. I've never heard of it. No. She then asked the people, what is das? 
That means what is that, he says. So I I instantly started solving the puzzle, and I yelled, I have no fucking clue. We have three consonants, no direct connection. Consonants can't be the answer. It wouldn't make a difference in the world, I guess. In this moment, (laughs) the students around me shouted, shice, which means shit or sucks. Okay, didn't solve that one. He's trying. He's playing the game. He did. Next try, she shouted, "Give me a B. Give me a W. Give me an E." I wanted to shout with the other students, so I prepared myself to shout "shice." The dyslexic. Right in that moment where I was about to shout (laughs) "shice" with them, I started thinking, "What if the first one was shice and the second one was good? What if B?" Bisexuality, W, woman, E, equality. Oh shit! I could definitely cause a big disturbance. If I shouted shine, but the words came out of my mouth before I could stop it. So here I was shouting shice all over the whole place. And I guess what? The right answer was not my doom. They all shouted shice with me. So glad I lived. And guys, this is not another near death experience. I'm not Tom. After finishing his second story, I noticed that I would be, it would be intense for the third. So he's not going to give us the third story. I don't even know what happened to the second story. What happened? I'm going to throw him off a second story today. Next week, I'm going to tell you about my first visit. Of Mary Jane, Eric. That's what he's going to say. Get mine, B. B. Shice. There you go. I wish all of you an incredible week with beautiful experiences and great comments. I'm going to tell Nils right now. The story of four-hour sex and getting the shit beat out of you should have been the second one. That should have been the, the, the punchline there with that. But, hey, he's going chronologically. He has a timeline, Eric, just like He's a linear man. Yeah, yes, he is. Actually, it sounds like he's a freaking horizontal mambo man, right? You know what I'm saying? That buddy boy. He likes to dance. I got you. He does. He's dancing all right. <laughs> you know what dancing I'm saying. Dancing to the saying. VD clinic. <laughs> dancing himself to a penicillin shot. Oh, I hit it. It didn't go there. Oh, my. There you go. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. No, no. I, I don't know what to say to this kid. Um, yeah, the weird thing is, is I, I think he might have told us. I think he's very young too. This guy must be like the Brad Pitt of fucking Germany over there. I, I need to see a picture of him. I really or do. The Rob Schneider yeah, of Germany. I'm telling you, if I see the Rob Schneider of Germany, I'm booking a flight that day. I'm heading over. I'm like, here I am, now you're, now you're the Robin man. Williams of Germany. I've arrived. Please. I got hairy arms. I wish all of you an incredible week with beautiful experiences and great comics. <laughs> That's, Williams ghost. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, and I'll, I'll get some suspenders like you. Yeah. Oh, by it's the way. It's the Wolfman. I'm, yeah, really. <laughs> Run! It's Scheiss. It's Wolfman. It's Mondi Wolf. Get out of town. Mon- oh, no, it's Mondi Ste- Wolf. It's Stein Day Frankenstein. Get out of here. Stein Day Frankenstein. <laughs> you got it. They don't know what they're saying. They're running around. They're protesting shit. They don't even know what they're saying. They can't even spell. R-Y-X, man. We already learned that. Oh, no. It's Vire Vamp the Monster. You get that, Eric? You know what I'm saying? Vire I'm the Vamp vampire monster. monster somehow. I don't know why. They're- oh, no. It's Monday Monster de Lagoon. Shiest. There you go. I wish you all an incredibly computable experience and great comics. Oh, by the way, actually, this is what I do. I, I end up, I'm like, I'm here, Germany. Here I am. Oh, no, ugly American. That's only, you know, I'm like, why do you speak English all of a sudden? Please, just speak in German so I can pretend you just said how sexy I am. Oh, by the way, I'm currently on episode 227, like Jack K. 
So not that far away <laughs> anymore. I'm speeding still up. Far, far he away says. there. Speeding up. Yeah, there's there's some shorter episodes there, you know, coming down the pike. So he can listen to those real quick. I mean, really, if he listens to it while he's getting the crap beat out of him, he'll be there in no time at all. It seems like he's into that, right? He likes all sorts of things. I don't know what he doesn't like. I mean, really, he's an open door there. Stay awesome. You're a lad from Germany. Nils. Yeah, I'm telling you, Nils. Your stories, your sexcapades. Sex, sex I'm saying, Eric. <laughs> that wasn't they, a joke. They tire me out. It was a joke the way I tried to say it. The sescapades there with the icecapades. Telling you, the Just next like, thing he's going to- you're gonna, a really prude guy that can't say sex or you start stuttering. S-s-s-s-s-s-job. There you go. What am I? What was it? Stuttering Steve, your buddy? That right there. He's from Deutschland. There you go. You're like, Steve, that doesn't make sense, buddy. It doesn't make sense. But no. I think I know where you're coming. Your uh, problem is here. You're not starting Nils. with the Deutschland. There you go. That That's a bunch of sh, 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 poop. All right, Eric. I, I am. Shice poop. I, I am whacked out right now. Speaking of, you know, what you asked me just now. <laughs> you didn't ask me anything. I, I really think. That the five coffees that I've been drinking since we've recorded, combined with my pills, combined with whatever the hell else is going on in this house, I am about to have a heart attack. So we're going to end right now with this mail. We're going to go off to some books. I may actually get on some dating apps so I can hook up with Nils. He seems like a good time. And it really seems like he's up for anything. I'll catfish his ass with the best of them right now. But we're going to end the podcast with two books right now. And that's that. Yes, and we are back with a couple books to end the podcast. We're going to get right into that. Eric, what is the first book? First book is Deathstroke number 48, written by Christopher Priest with art by Carlo Pegula and Fernando Passer and Jason Paz, Cam Smith, Jeremy Cox, and Sweet Willie Schubert. We're getting to the end of our series, and with that, we see the evil version of Slade demanding the power that Lex gave to Jericho, while the good... Good, Jim. Version of Slade yeah. sits outside of his motorhome and talks to Detective Dabney about his ridiculous resurrection, not to mention the revenge that he took on the biker meth heads from the last issue that attacked a young couple. A lot of weird stuff this issue, but I'm still hoping that we're ramping up to a Slade versus Slade for the big finale. Yeah, well, we have two more issues. It was finally confirmed that our suspicions were true, that we were going to end at issue 50. So the idea of this issue feeling a little forced, a little bit, you know, okay, well, we have to have an explanation now of how Slade came to be, what he's going to do. 
Yeah, it, it's a little I'm wonky. I'm just waiting Even- for the explanation of what the evil Slade's going to be now that the good one was so goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like the good one being our main character, Slade, coming back from the dead. But from we the have dead. an evil version. I'm like, how are you going to explain this bullshit over yeah. here when this one doesn't even make any sense? You mean old man Slade in that one? And, and even that, <laughs> even when we did end up uh, seeing the good version being the nurse uh, that we had before, yeah. uh, they had two eyes then. And even in the they flashback sure of showing it still has two eyes. That's what I don't understand. Is that it's just like a glass that he had eye? a glass eye? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because you do have that point with, oh, man, you were a nurse and you go back. I'm like, there's two working eyes, it seems, there. What's going on? Actually, we didn't see that scene where he stabbed out his eye. Like, this doesn't work. Stabby, stabby. Uh, But, yeah, it's very odd. And he ends up sitting there with Dabney just basically having some, uh, you know, slayed thinking and drinking time about what went on. And it's used in a way to be exposition to explain how he came back. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because we. We had Detective Dabney last issue looking into the whole Beth, like the attackers of the Beth, uh, meth mm-hmm. biker gang kind of deal. Yeah. Where we had Slade show up at the end talking about how, you know, he was a nurse and wondering what happened to the people and stuff like that, where you got the idea that then Slade was going to go back and get his revenge on those people. But when you start this issue out, besides for the evil Slade going to the Legion of Doom, which yeah. brought on, yeah. just the idea that Detective Dabney and Slade are outside of his motorhome home in the middle of the woods, just shooting his shit and having some beers. He goes and yeah. talks about like just the idea where. Where was the detect? I know, like, we, they talk about it, but like, the detective work where Slade went and then, you know, put in his nurse pin to overdose on morphine, the woman yeah. who was attacked, and then kill her, they put her out of her misery. And then that led the detectives to him to come out here just so he could sit down. Well, now that you come to my house, I am the nurse that killed that woman, but I also killed this. Yeah. But you know what? I'm also Slade Wilson, the Terminator, Deathstroke. Let me tell you the story of my resurrection. Which, and, and even then, he kind of seems like he has made the connection. And he, but with that, his whole thing is. Well, you came back from the dead and then you had kind of your life going on and you could have just been this thing. I'm thinking like, where, where? And he even says like, I know what you did. You're a smart guy. You could read quick with that one eye. You ended up studying and stuff. I'm like, that doesn't mean he has any sort of degree or anything. I mean, he became a nurse in a day. He ends up doing this and where the Dabney and I thought it was an okay he, he call out his here. Resume. I'm sure. But even so, that's on the hospital then. Uh, but when he ends Ends up seeing this lady who was, you know, pretty much uh, destroyed by or the guy, I guess, because it says Mitchell Moore uh, on that bed. So I guess it's the guy. Oh, it's the guy. Okay. Yeah. So he ends up seeing it. And he ends up seeing that and kind of remembering Jericho there in his bed. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first off, Jericho lived. You know what I mean? Jericho kind of got out of it. Yeah, he can't talk or anything, but he's still living a life where you're you're just like, yeah, I don't like the way Jericho turned out. See you later, Mitchell. And he ends up with again. It's it's there to kind of go like he doesn't want this person to suffer anymore. And the Dabney goes with the idea of you, you just could have let it go. You could have let it just lie there. Don't get involved with this guy and let him die on his own. Let him live whatever and go along with this life that you could have had in anonymity. You could have lived out your whole life like this if you really wanted to, but you ended up putting in your pin number. You Look, ended up basically you know, ruining this. all of it. Trouble found me. <laughs> yeah, really. I didn't I didn't cause trouble. Trouble caused me, buddy. And it passed that beer. And let me tell you, because I need you to get real, real drunk before I tell you how I came back, because it ain't going to make no sense. And really, it deals... 
with just nonsense. And Christopher Priest is a smart fella. He likes to write his books as proof of that. He likes to write a Justice League where he's going to give you pretty much his thesis on how friction works in space where it doesn't allow the, you know, Barry Allen to run real fast. He's going to go through all these things that he wants to explain stuff in very smart ways, even though they're comic booky. This way that he has Slade come back, it don't make sense. It just doesn't. First off, it hinges on something that shouldn't have been. You ended up having Slade's funeral, and you ended up having Raptor there. He was dead. He's been dead yeah. before that. So him Raptor there is wrong there. right away. Now it hinges on the idea that when he said goodbye, I don't remember it. You do. It's in here anyway and gives you the callback that you ended up having Raptor take off his you know, <laughs> so gauntlet. Soyalak, I mean, Soyalak has been everything in this whole continuity, including mind reading, including dream making. Here, it's just a glove that he takes off and he ends up touching Slade's armor. Worst part of his funeral. Yeah. And he touches his armor, though. He doesn't touch his face. He doesn't touch his bare hand. He touches his armor. And we're supposed to believe that that gave Slade immediate leprosy. I mean, this is leprosy, you know, ultra leprosy that he got, which then kickstarted his immune system healing factor that then allowed him when he was dead for it to continue on to bring him back. And even he says, oh, so then you have Dabney like, oh, I get it. Then you didn't die. Oh, no, no, I I, I was dead. The arrow went right through my brain. I was dead. This just brought me back. I'm like, you're stepping over the lines here. You can't say that, that, no, I was dead. My healing factor, I don't know about you, but a leporatic, I guess you'd call it, healing factor kickstart does not bring you back from the dead as far as I know. Plus, leprosy is is not transferred through armor. It doesn't work that way. He should have him cough the best right part in his is face. So, when, when, he, he, when, he comes, when he comes back from the dead, though, and then he flies to freaking New Jersey and Dr. Villain tells him, you have leprosy. I'm like, why does he still have leprosy if his immune system know. fucking jumped into overdrive? This is what like, I what but his immune system of a dead body. He was on a funeral pyre at that point. He was dead. I'm he telling you. Some, his head. Dig up John Lennon. I'm finding a leper right now. We're getting these Beatles back together. Get George Harrison. He doesn't have the healing factor, Jim. I'm giving him the healing factor now. I'm going to (laughs) pray. I'm telling you. I'm giving it to him. Anybody, anybody. This is what's happening now. If you die, Eric, anybody out there a leper? uh, Don't you touch me. Don't you fucking touch my dead body. Calling lepers. I'm just going to have a leper make out with you while you're dead on your funeral pyre. And then I'm just going to start burning you, which would Stop cause it. more problems. I mean, what, what is what is it kickstarting? Your dead body? I don't I just, understand. I just love this bit, too, when they end up talking about it. You know, the leprosy kickstarted his healing factor, which brought him back to the dead. And thankfully, dead. even though they started even though they started the funeral pyre, which then engulfed him in flame, his Prometheum armor absorbed most of them. Like, we're, like there's a bunch of people in the background, which we didn't know who they were, just fucking cloaked yeah. figures and stuff like that. Yep. I'm like, they have wit- they witnessed Slade get off his funeral pyre yeah. and then crawl down the mountain. I'm like, Pretty why much is nobody talking about this? Rising up like Jason. It's fully Jason, or, or pretty much the Undertaker. When he's there, he's he's pinned, and then all of a sudden he gets up like that with the stiff back, rip. And I think that that sword went right through his groin too. But luckily, leprosy. And I'm telling you, they ended up then saying that they wanted him to play hockey. They said, "Hey, Slade, can you play hockey?" He's like, "Yeah, I can play." You know, I'm on the Gotham Knights. All right. And then they went. They had to cancel the game because there was a face-off in the corner, Eric. 
That's a leprosy joke, right? What do you call Slade in the pool? Soup. Eric, he's a leper. There you go. I I don't mean to offend all the lepers out there. Hey, they're saying it, right? I I, I love the fact, though, that they they have to talk about the healing factor jump-starting because of this leprosy, but then they have to explain away why, you know, his body's okay from being burned. Oh, that was the Promethean armor. Why couldn't that that be the the fucking healing factor? But, But yet the Promethean armor, which saved them from the fire... Ended up not saving him from the leporatic touch because that's Gross. all that happened. And and you even told me uh, leprosy is known as Hansen disease. And I thought if you're le- aren't disease, you supposed I to come out it. that you look like a sexy chick that sings Zumbop? I mean, what's going on? You play the <laughs> drums now? Uh, that didn't didn't they wear their clothes backwards, Eric? That was crisscross. How dare you, Eric? Why would you even suggest that? Uh, but yeah, so as we I go was on with say, this whole I idea, that was a pedophile disease, the Chris Hansen oh. disease. Oh, you don't the want Chris that Hansen disease. disease. Now you just you end up just becoming a predator. Uh, so you end up where. This armor, it doesn't make sense. And and still, he ended up becoming a baseball player, but they had to get rid of him because what? he dropped the ball. There you go, Eric. He's a leper. You get it? He's a leper, Eric. And yeah, I love the, you have leprosy. That's like the big deal there. Now, he does end up tying Why? some of the things <laughs> in where you get Red Lion in this issue. You get some things. But even that seems like, okay, here we go again. It, it doesn't do anything with it. Because now you're you're under the assumption of, hey, uh, you know, what are we going to have? Is Dabney going to end up being killed? Is he going to end up, you know, turning Slade in as that goes on we do end up having the bad slate old man slate go to the legion of doom you know the place that you can't find ever and you know he I'm just finds thing is, it i'm telling you this this character did not know what his son's phone number was didn't know about rose or any other stuff but he can immediately find the legion of doom headquarters or actually yeah. wherever you need to go to get a gigantic holographic fucking like you know voicemail yeah, and like, tell him i want the power that you gave my son jericho it belongs to me i want him like I, I think that this? he's at like some you know internet cafe or he's there, or, or that, or he's like snipping around. He's just, all he's doing is smelling for Grodd's crap. I mean, look at how big he is. That's some big crap he has, a gorilla. And so he ends up there and says, yeah, oh, man, you gave that, you know, offer to my son. I want it. And then, you know, there's them like, listen, that's not how it works. Uh, unfortunately, these offers kind of go. We can try. You start getting Christopher Priest getting involved in the ins and outs and the small print of these offers about well you can transfer it from son to father but really that has to be done with three duplicate signatures and well, then you go i'm like i don't need this I, the it, thing get is me to for something some reason fun. actually i i was interested in that part of the idea where it would be have to jericho give it up in order for this old to man me, like slade to have it but when when it, we get to the point where then it's just lex, lex doing the middleman work again where he is actually meeting jericho yeah. in an internet cafe so i go like i don't again, want this anymore Okay, and then rips it out of his chest, taking the power away. Like, I actually really want to see the confrontation between Jericho and freaking Evil Slade here. That's what I wanted, but you just fucking just took the fun out of it. Yeah, but then he's like, I want it back, and he gives it back, it seems. And then, so we might still have it. I I don't know. He hands him the card again. Like, I thought so. I just grabbed that thing out of you. Here you go. Everybody else is like, look at that one lady when he tells her, ah, looks like you when you see a spider. Ah! Uh, But with that, though. 
again, the, the whole saying, idea, though, though would be to me. I did nothing. Uh, the whole idea that just to show you that, okay, Jericho does want it because in the meantime, Deathstroke <laughs> would show up and say, hey, I want that, you know, offer. Fine, take it. I don't want it. So you have that kind of deal. But even just but the, the idea is, what, where I thought it would be better that. played, though, of having Slade show up and say, hey, the offer is for Deathstroke. I'm Deathstroke. Jericho is and they're like. Okay, well, he's here. I don't need this. Well, your son, however, has in liberty to transfer. That I don't need that little small talk with the, the fine print. It just seems weird uh, to just get to where we got anyway, where, oh, I want it anyway. And now is it where Lex now is playing a game where he's giggling to himself because all this shit went well, down and Even if that was funny? the case, I know that Jericho doesn't want it anymore because he wants to do the right thing. But now he but does. I know he wouldn't give it to an evil slave, to a yeah. father, and also the confrontation yeah. Between his father who's supposed to be dead there's a lot of things playing here for him well, to i do think we're i don't still want it anymore oh, i do yeah. want it okay okay <laughs> well uh, by the way your father uh, an evil version of him is on his way uh but yeah so you go off then and then you do get the red lion shows up they're gonna burn the everywhere where dabney and all this place they're burning that down to the ground so there's no evidence of them but dabney seems to be there uh you know and we'll have to see what the deal is but with that then you go off to rose and and, you know, all these things going on. Also, Adeline, who's there and the old Slade, old man Slade shows up and he doesn't know a lot of what's going on. In the meantime, there is a giant doom they symbol in the sky that Adeline seems to want to know what's about. But she does not have the clearance anymore because she's nonsense and they don't have that deal anymore. He shows up and it's almost like, hey, sexy lady. You, you want to get back to the good old times with old Slade here? And she's like, hey, how dare you? You're a jerk. You know, I don't like you. And then out of nowhere, and Where's I'm Jericho? telling you, I forgot all about Barry. I forgot oh, all about, about her, her second husband Barry? husband, Barry, where I think that he realized this might be the case where you see the picture of them, the one panel, like pretty much prominent right there. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Barry. Uh oh, there ain't no Barry because you end up with Slade coming, the bad Slade, and pretty much killing Breaks him. Adeline's arm kills yeah, Barry. Throws like, her through, Joseph? Yeah, throws her through the uh, window. Uh, Barry is dead. He ends up having, you know, a knife to her throat. And, you know, there's trouble with that. Then the other thing is Rose pretty much going to Terrence, uh, you know, Jericho's boyfriend. Joey's boyfriend, uh, yeah. Yeah, and saying, hey, you know what? I know that, you know, this whole thing with Jericho, he's kind of manipulated you. And even he knows. He's like, I can't leave this damn apartment anymore <laughs> because he's mind whammied me. I, I can't go. And then that leads to, you know, a pretty much a throwdown going down and where Terrence thing. can't I mean, it seems get like out who, of there. Who, we do find out this issue that, like, you know, even though we had those special bullets that looked like you could kill somebody, but it was just a paralytic bullet, it does look like old man Slade here has murdered his son. Yeah, his son's And now he's dead. moved on to Rose. Like, he's, like, going through the entire family yeah. at this point. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Rose is dead at the end of this, freaking Terrence is dead, because he can't leave because of his goddamn well, mind here's whammy. The thing. It but then, does like, Barry's like, dead, Adeline yeah. has a fucking knife to her throat. Shit's getting crazy. And, and this is the thing where... This is where you're seeing the, okay, things are coming to an end. And when this book ends, you need Slade to be pretty much by himself with, you know, the the kids maybe off doing their own thing. Maybe they're in hiding, whatever. But this book, because when we're going to go forward, you would who think that Deathstroke. They don't need a or a Barry. Well, you don't need that. Yeah, Barry's not needed. Uh, so Adeline can be angry and by herself the next time, uh, you know, this picks up again. But pretty much when this is over... 
You're just going to get Deathstroke showing up in random Batman books. You're going to have an arc with the Teen Titans and stuff like that. You don't need, you know, Adeline's second husband, Barry. You don't need who's son. If you're going to have Rose show up, you want her by herself. You want uh, Willow to be a thing of the past. You want all these things to be worked out. And we're seeing that kind of happening right now where they're going to go. But we still I have this wish evil slave. what this Evil it's almost like him, it's funny too. Like, he so seems to be the editor. You are my he's daughter. Just, yeah, he's just going to rip apart everything, and then what they have to get rid of, he does, so that our Slade gets out of here without being a full out murderer. You know, you end up Hussan's gone, but it really wasn't Slade. Know. You know, it was maybe, this old. Maybe the Slade, Slade will kill the the normal Slade maybe. because you kind of might want to go forward with an evil as fuck maybe, Deathstroke maybe like it used want. to be. I don't know what they want to do. I, I would think that when you end up having them show We've up, you want. Defiance a little bit I'm too telling many times. You, you want that to be up to the next writer of whatever book he shows up in, and if you have this kind of hanging out Slade that is still, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see. We'll see how he ends it, uh, but. Overall, it's okay. It's just it's this leprosy thing. Just that doesn't make sense. And again, I, earlier in the podcast, I said about the explanation for Aquaman, right? That, okay, you gave a really bare bones explanation. I'm going to have to go with it. This gets a little too many details involved. So when you, you're trying to think about it, you, you went a little too far with it when you're centering on something that is a character that should have been dead before anyway. So you, you're just piling it on top. And I can go with the idea that he's back and you can kind of explain, but this leprosy thing just doesn't make sense in my head. It really doesn't make sense. But overall, I'm just not having that much fun with this. I, you have two slaves running around and neither of them are that much fun. Uh, you're going with the idea of Rose is just, you know, trying to find Jericho so that Terrence isn't stuck in his his apartment. You have, uh, you know, things going on, but I'm just not interested. And I haven't been interested in this book for quite some time. So with it ending, just because it's ending doesn't make me more interested to see, you know, this stuff being forced to an end. But uh, what did you give it? I end up giving a 6 out of 10. I look forward to the Slade versus Slade confrontation. I just hope it makes more sense in Slade's resurrection. And I do want to find out who this other Slade is because I am compelled to, like, you know, uh, curious to find out what is going on with that aspect. The kids see, they seem to be really in, like, you know, mum's the word about anything yeah. to deal with that because they keep doing things like, so you are my daughter? Or like, I drowned my daughter in the last issue. Or they're like, my son's alive? Like, I have no, no. idea what they're playing yeah, with. Yeah, this I is, they're really playing with an idea of a slade out of time, out of continuity and things like that. And that doesn't really fit well with how this book is. So there has to be some other explanation, you would think. But, uh, we'll see. I'm giving it a 5.5. 5. Uh, I'll go six. I'll go with you because now I'm looking. I do like the art. The art continues to be like really good well. in this series. I like the, what does it the mean colors next? as well. Jericho number one. Did they solicit a Jericho one shot? <laughs> no, no. I think that he has to pee. It's all it is. You know, oh, he's going to okay. go pee, and that's it. That's how it ends there. Uh, I don't. I really don't like the blue face Jericho with the ball cap on. Uh, that freaks me out too. He looks wrong. He looks really wrong like that. But yeah, overall, I don't like that eh. blue dude. Yeah, I don't like that blue dude either. But yeah, six. I'll go with you. I'll be a little more positive. But we'll go to the next book to end the podcast.
Young Justice number nine, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Andre Lima Haru- Harujo, John Timms, Gabe Altieb, and Wes Abbott. We continue our Earth Three jaunt with our Young Justice team, and with that, we see we with that we our team lantern fight. <laughs> Where's my? I'm like, I should have. What I should have done was proofread. This is what I should have. Done. Maybe. Well, we see team lantern fight her evil counterpart Hack. While she remembers back to the day that she first got her power gauntlet and backpack, turning her into the teen, the green teen she is today. <laughs> As for our other heroes, well, they're still looking for a multiversal map. Yes. What, what, what was, wait a minute. You, you said something there. What is the teen Lantern's villain in this Earth 3? Hack. What's Brian Michael Bennett doing in the book, Eric? Oh my. Oh my goodness. That was my joke last month. Yeah, I, well, hack. I, I brought it up. No, no, I brought it, and I ended up with the vet. So that just means it's mine now. You didn't realize that's not the rim shot. That's the I'm taking it shot. Uh, I I like the art in this uh, because it's a little different. The parts with the Teen Lantern oh, it I actually that, reminds. Yeah. I I really like that. I like seeing more of the Teen Lantern. What I don't like is it lessens hurt the character in my mind. I mean, at one point, we thought that she was the smartest of the smart that ended up maybe making her own sort of equipment, ending up hacking into the Green Lantern battery type deal and doing all that. Instead, she's a trash picker. And that lessens it to me in my mind. I actually really thought of her as something a little more intriguing than what happens here. Plus, I don't quite get exactly what we're getting from her origin as well. But the thing that really upsets me, and it really upsets me the most in this whole book, is the first page where you end up having Robin, Superboy, Impulse, Wonder Girl, Jenny Hex, Amethyst, and Teen Lantern come together just in time to save the magical land of Gemworld. You have all that. Then they say, Young Justice have so many questions as to where the team has been and how they even remember each other and are eager to get back to Earth to find that out. Now, we've been wanting to know that since day one. They've kind of pushed away from that. But to remind me of that we haven't gotten that nine issues and we still aren't getting it is is ridiculous. The idea that they're like, okay, let's go. Also, in the meantime, they announced an Amethyst book today. That It is uh, Saturday at New York Comic Con. They announced an Amethyst book will be coming out in the Wonder Comics imprint. That's fine and dandy. I actually, it's by Amy Reader, who I do like that did Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur at point. So I do like that whole deal. It will be something that you'll never deal with, but I'll review. Ever. I've already said to myself, I'm going to review that. that sure I'll give it a chance. <laughs> uh, but the problem I have with this whole deal is I actually had to sit there and think to myself, what happened to Amethyst in that Young Justice? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, where has been the big Amethyst parts of this story going? And I'm thinking to myself, did I miss what she has done since Gem World? Because she was there. Did she go off or what? No, she's just in the background doing nothing. And that's where I find that this book in nine issues pointed out by that first page, this book has done nothing. It's done nothing. Well, even it's going. What is he waiting for? Is there something big that does have to play out like a, a, I don't, a doomsday clock? I don't know why that would be connected that you just can't get our heroes back to Earth because you have him on Earth three and you don't know. He doesn't know what Earth three even is. He messes it up constantly. And it's just, we want to know these answers. He's going to have to come up with a reason why none of these characters or these characters do remember each other. He's just trying to figure it out and he can't figure Uh, it out. So it's taking time. I don't have the answers that people want at this point. Maybe the uh, answers are something coming later that has to play out first, but why? 
why? I, I don't understand why we're dilly-dallying when what we really want to know are the big answers to this instead of just having, you know, Earth-3 nonsense that doesn't even work, especially when he goes too deep with it and explains different things that have happened, and you see that well, he even doesn't this understand issue, we, it. We're, we're on Earth-3. Last issue was the big offender in my mind that he has no idea anything about Earth-3 or how any of it works, but this one, we're on Earth-3. We don't really do any Earth 3 stuff. Yeah, we have Teen Lantern fight hack. It's like, I yeah. want your gauntlet and backpack and stuff like that. And then we have Tim Drake at the end talking to the Batwoman of this world. Spoil uh, T- Stephanie Brown. Yeah. For some reason, she's Batwoman. And that's like, we're not really dealing with any of the characters that were here before, even most of our Young Justice team no, for what it is. Because even, we, you know, and we yeah, even, the bad like you Justice said at the beginning, team is gone. Is that it, we have the young fuckers? Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems. As it's they're just, called now? Yeah, I don't know. I think that that was just him being that. edgy. His name's Drake now, you know? He's, he's cursing it up. He's making some rhymes, solving some crimes. He's doing all that. He's from Toronto now. Who knows? Uh, I also like the idea that Brian Michael Bendis keeps playing with the, oh, right, we found the map. Oh, no, it's just balls with numbers. Who is making this map and not putting a sidebar with what these things are? You are mapping it out here with the map in the end. It's, oh, there's a 45. Hey, you know what we should do? We should start at zero. That would be my guess. But even before we get that, like I said, where he messes up is where he starts talking about, well, I got the map from the Dr. Fate, who was then grabbed by the Superman and given to the Gorilla Grodd. And we're like, okay, Ultraman so that's a, fed Dr. a Fate bad to guy going the good guy, because now it's convoluting the whole idea of Earth 3 again with that, where at the end, Gor- Gorilla Grodd should be a good guy who then eats. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But even with that, I do like one thing. And it is kind of, I don't know if it's a clever thing, but it did make me kind of, you know, giggle a little the way that Brian Michael Bendis played it out. And I thought, okay, I get it. Because that's when you have, you know, the Teen Lanterns say, oh, man, I should be happy. You know, there is a Earth 3 version of me. And then you end up having the hack, the Earth 3 version of her saying, no, 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 you're the version of me. And I thought, okay, that's kind of a, a, a backwards way of showing that you know it isn't always just all of our heroes have the villains it could also be that the villains in an earth three have a hero in the deal where it you know it kind of i don't know it seemed kind of a clever way around <laughs> the idea like to me. no i'm telling you it seemed a clever way for me because you would think that hack on this earth three would have been around longer than a week ago so you ended up where he ended up kind of in a bit of a you know painted himself in a corner of why would there be a evil version of a, a character that just one month ago actually found this thing and became the lantern in my mind what he's playing at is no 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 i was always here we were just waiting for you to be made on that planet it's just goofy but i thought it was kind of a neat thing but we end up seeing the origins of teen lantern and that's where I said, I, I don't like these origins. It doesn't make me like the character anymore. It makes me actually wonder what the heck happened in a month. First off, there's where you get the idea that she might be smart with the whole idea. But the idea that when she showed up, she had tech and said, oh, I, I hacked into this. I'm going. I'm going to go to the Justice League. I'm going to tell them about it. I tapped battery. into it. Instead, 
It's that this text showed up and she found it because her and her buddy there are in the junkyard trying to find some things that maybe they can sell, maybe to get through the deal. They're in Bolivia in what appears to be the most luckiest superhero junkyard you've ever had. I don't know why all the superhero junk ends all up in Bolivia. All superhero junk shows up in Wayne Bolivia. Industries, you end up having Star, Star Labs. Labs stuff all over the green place. Arrow, you end up arrows. having a Green Arrow arrow that shot a can. I don't know what happens. I mean, it's almost like Trash Island here. Uh, but even then, when they find the the arrow, I do think that Brian Michael Bendis is trying to play the game where the guy's like, hey, is there on the end of the... No. Okay. I think he meant a boxing glove. I'm like, why would he want a boxing glove? That's all I could think of would be that arrow. But while they're doing that, and he they're sells not supposed to, to be that auctioneer guy who has all the superhero memorabilia that he yeah, prepares yeah. and puts online it's and has those big galleries. Bolivia. Yeah, uh, and so they end up seeing what appears to be Machete show up in you know on a motorcycle and confront possibly a green lantern that doesn't have a ring has a gauntlet and a xbox uh you know on his back it's now laying there it looks like an xbox and ends up shooting him in the head shooting him and then leaving well later on they start talking about this and like oh man you know that that thing that guy was going to get that tech that tech that why would he leave without the tech we don't know why he got shot i don't know we'll ever find out what well that's the, the thing is so from the way that the alien is talking to uh kelly when she does go back to because she gets curious in the night and then goes back to the graveyard like the yeah. trash heap where the freaking alien is still laying there and giving it's almost like you know Abin sort of giving the ring to hal jordan but it's, the yeah. whole thing is while this thing is not a Green Lantern, because everybody even says, look, it didn't have a ring. It's not a Green Lantern. No. This whole thing, it seems to be almost like it's a criminal deal where it's like, hey, take this. You know, you make as much as you can with it. You own this yeah. world with it. And then when you're done with it, throw it away before and before we never get to it. Because it seems like if you use this thing too much, Machete will come and fucking murder your ass. Yeah, I don't it know just what seems, <laughs> again, though, it seems like if Machete shows up to shoot this guy to connect anything with this gauntlet and the Xbox, why wouldn't he take it? He just I, shows up, what is he, the angel it. of vengeance? Uh, but yet, <laughs> you don't leave it in the junkyard then, because then people will use it. You, you grab what you're there. If I end up saying to you, I don't want you using your phone, and I kill you, and nobody can use it, I will take that phone. It's left there. It's a huge plot hole. At the, it's not a hole because we don't know why he would leave it there, but why would he? And even with this guy saying, this thing is what you could rule the earth. You could end up in why earth when this is an alien and what's going on in the shed. He didn't seem like, like an alien. This person seems more like it's a, somehow like a, taking on the form of a Green Lantern to fool people. Like this is a alien criminal that uses this yeah, whole thing I, to take what they want again, instead of though, like, you know, if policing. you have a bounty on a guy who is using tech and that's why you have to stop him, I would believe you would take the tech with you. Again, I, 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 I don't know what this guy is. Because, and I don't know that we'll ever find out. Because I think we're just going to move on from this. And it is supposed to be an Abinster-esque deal. And I just wonder why he just didn't have, you know, her make something, have her be clever enough to tap into something. She ends up in this junkyard and something does end up there that is the last piece that she can kind of, you know, work her magic on. But, yeah, just that this guy has been laying there overnight and she goes there and it's like, hey, you hours. know, how are you? Take this, you know, stuff there and go with it. Well, I mean, it seems like she's there in the middle of the day and then it is, you know, pretty dark when she goes. So when she does go also, 
why does she have a phone suddenly when before she had to borrow it? She ended up the even lady said, you got to give it back. You got to. And then she goes and she has her phone it. to go. It's just it, but I looked and it didn't even seem like that was the case. It just bothered me with the whole deal. But uh, just the idea of the tech just being left there really bothered me. To the idea of it kind of seeming weird, but yeah. So in the oh, it's month that we don't, we don't get to know see much about it because, like you said no. in the beginning, this really just like it makes the character less because where we thought we had this really smart no. young girl who would like tap into the Green Lantern power, but now she's just somebody who, if this backpack or garland gets damaged, she's fucked. She she's not smart enough to put like fix this thing because no. she doesn't even know what it is. Yeah, she didn't build it; she just yeah. put it on. And then later, it's even like you have Brian Michael Bendis who he's going to try to get you moving with the biggest craziest convoluted way by you end up having teen lantern show up to you know kelly her name is and you know showing up like hey uh, yeah and like hey what happened to your arm oh well uh you know i i went back and i got this gauntlet that you remember that guy that we saw shot her her friend here knows everything about what happened then where he's like oh man that must hack into the this and that i mean the explanation that he ends up telling her which ends up being pretty much true i guess where he's like oh man it's already touching your bare skin so it must have found its way and hooked up to your cerebral cortex uh you know (laughs) how the hell would he get that she's just got that on as soon as he tells her that she immediately knows how to use it then yeah well that's what i'm saying she shows up and goes i don't know i was looking for a button to press but there's no button. You really think that there's a button that has to be controlled biotelically? I don't even know the word that he says. I'm telling you, he's like, huh? It's already touching your skin. It's in your cerebral cortex. I'm like, now this is the smart guy. This is the guy that we should be going forward with. Boy, he really jumps to right. His new name is Conclusion Jumper, and he's right. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, since you said that, I'll think of things, and I'm flying away. And she even says, you know, I'm going to head off to, you know, Metropolis. Maybe I'm going to get far from here. I'm going to go talk so you get that. Yeah, really. She's like, really? You know, he's like, why would you leave here? Like, well, we were just trash picking yesterday. I mean, trying to eke out, you know, an existence. I'm out. And she's going to go. And that's where we see, you know, why she ended up leaving, whatever. Also leaving everybody behind. (laughs) She's like, smell you later. I don't even care about my buddy. I'm out of here. And yeah, so all that we get a little bit more info but it doesn't make me like her and i i really think that where he had an issue is is that a lot of people did say okay teen lantern's weary you know it's it's iron heart that's yeah. all it is you're just making the character up so he had to figure out a way to make it not like her so he ended up okay i'll just have her find this trash you know the, this thing we don't even think that it is part of the green lanterns this guy is i would have even liked a lantern to come and get him as almost like a personating an officer type of deal that he isn't a green lantern but in the meantime she has tech that she found a month ago in the garbage heap and you know like you said if it goes down i don't know why or how she'd know how to fix it i don't know why or how she really knows how to do anything with it and the idea where she said before that she hacked into it that's not really the case it is a little bit of semantics there that she just put it on uh yeah and so she's fighting hack her earth three counterpart but even that it's just it's not great it's just the back and forth with them. And it's, again, it's Bendis' sing-song dialogue of everybody saying And just saying the idea where Hack says, sentence. give me your backpack. I need your tech and stuff like that. But we don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know why because she's 
a Green Lantern of this world. I mean, she shouldn't need that. We'll see. Maybe at one point that guy was from Earth. I, I don't know. And so by the end, though, you end up having Earth 3 problems going down. You end up where, okay, they have the multiverse map. All right, that's what we've been waiting for. Let's get the hell out of here and go home. And then you have Tim Drake. Well, you know what? This Earth 3 has problems, and I, I think that maybe we should stick around a little and solve those for them, even though Stephanie says not to. But I'm like, really? That's how we're going to stick around here and not get back how to back our regular for this Earth now? Yeah, I'm just, I don't know what's going on here. And and so we're going to get, you know, some more Ginny Hex. You have the mystery of Ginny Hex revealed next. I'm sure that now we're going to find out. Uh, I don't is, know. You know, what's the mystery of I don't of care. Yeah, what, what was she, a truck driver and then ended up, you know, picking up the wrong fare. Large Marge killed her and then she came back as a girl. I don't know. Because Are everything in this about, book you know, ends Earth up Ginny Hex or Earth 3 Ginny Hex? I don't Hex. know. And I hope that when we find out that sort of origin, it's a little better than the Teen Lantern, the character that I was intrigued to find out about because she looked really cool. And a smart little girl is what I always like in these books because they end up being real kick-ass. When you end up having that, when they start really, you know, beating the crap out of it and it makes it more to me because look at that little girl she's so kick-ass it's like gabby you know over at uh the marvel that's why i like her so much because i like that juxtaposition of that and uh in the meantime you get a trash picker and i i'm not that excited with her anymore um but overall pretty much the whole issue stalls just to give you that and uh we've yeah. been waiting for it but again uh, and it just kind like of it. makes the character less in my mind yeah it did but i i did like the art throughout i really like the the bolivia art i, I really like that i think that that's really cool art like that i i really dig it but uh yeah machete i'm looking at him now he's just shooting and walks away and then he walks away yeah there you go uh but what did you get i ended up giving this issue a fuck you five because besides for the fact that i like the art this just continues making me wonder why this is a series you know i i was thinking back before when i was having people talk to me on the on the, the website when i complained about what is the continuity here why do we have a 90s superboy like and what i got was you know you know, this is uh, the not the new fifty two Superboy that was erased with Superman Rebirth. I'm like, but I'm just thinking to myself all week. I'm like, the Young Justice was from like 1999. We had them become the Teen Titans after that in yeah. the continuity before New Fifty Two. I'm like, why are we going back? You know, pre this for something that doesn't even matter in the long run. Then you have to have everybody remember each other's convoluted thing where they just don't feel right here. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand any of this. And then when you go into Earth Three and mess up everything about it, I'm like, you're going out of your way to fuck things up. It just bothers me each and every issue. But that. Thankfully, we get good art with all those fuck-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I'm going to give it just a regular five because of the art, but I, I'm not having the fun that it seems like a lot of other people are having with this book. And I guess if you just – I can't even say that. If this was the only book I read and I didn't know anything about continuity, first off, then I wouldn't have a connection to these characters. So you're going with the idea of, man, I love these characters, but that has to do with the overall deal, which then is thrown off Kilder here. And we don't even know why they remember each other, what their whole thing is about. And I can just imagine when we finally get that, you know, we're going to get back to Earth at, you know, issue 16. Then it's going to be a bunch of these kind of like, and next revealed how they remember Bart. And then we'll do that. Then we'll have two issues. Then we'll go, and next up, Connor's Real Truth. And then we'll do that. We're going to be at issue 30 before we even get really the book. 
that we want. And by then, I'm like, you know, it's too long. This this is just, it is Brian Michael Bendis in a nutshell that we're at issue number nine. And we just got to the Teen Lantern, you know, whether or not I like it or not. But we just got to this, you know, background in issue nine. And we still have 700 questions. Next up, yeah, sitting Ginny there. Hex. Yeah, and then next, Ginny yeah, Hex. That's not one of them. And, and then they even say, like you said at the beginning, remember when Brian Michael Bendis, we joked, there was 99 questions and you ain't going to get one. Uh, he said that uh-huh. by issue six, the 36 questions, be I believe they were, he said they would all be answered. Yeah. And even then we said, how dare you? And I, where, where is my sound bite there? How dare, you? how dare you take a whole arc to give us answers? We're way past that. We don't have those answers. The, the answer we got was, uh, you know, Connor was pretending and kind of, you know, adopting that family. He's not really a Connor father. Connor was in general that whole time. What are you talking about? Yeah, that about? was the – what are these other questions they asked? What, what was it? What, Connor had for breakfast? Did we see that? Because there are a lot of questions that, that are left to be answered. And we're at issue nine. And it does seem like a lot of people are a little more patient than us. You know, we're here. We have a lot of books. And this earlier in the podcast, I talked with Reggie about the Green Lantern book. And I said that Grant Morrison, and now I, I feel the same way with this book as well, where you end up where, you know, these writers seem to be really narrow-minded to the idea of that you're only re- reading my book, you know, so I can take all the time I want because there's no other books on the shelf that you're going to get. And I just think at points, you like this team, you like the characters, not the way they're presented here, but is it one of those where if this book fails – then then Connor's gone or Bart's gone because they're like, well, nobody wants them anymore. And it's not because of them. It's the writing and it's no. just nothing going on month after month. I must have week after week, but month after month, we're just getting just nothing. Brian Michael Bendis doing bullshit. Have, he's stolen our dreams there. But that, that is it. That is it. Uh, five for me, just regular five. I'll keep the F you off because I do like the art throughout, especially because there's a bunch of artists and I like all of their styles uh, in this. So uh, I'll go with that. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Deceased Number 5. Yeah, mine is A Justice League is my book of the week. So we're a little different there. But even so, our books of the weeks aren't exactly the highest scores, especially yours is a seven is your book of the yeah. week. So that that's tough. And I, I really hope with the it's amount of week. books next week, we'll find some that we like and some that the Get Fresh crew oh, God, have been waiting for. They've actually been waiting with Baited event Leviathan? For, no, not Event Leviathan, but no. I'm going to list these books here. Two of them will be uh, Patreon only, so if you want to hear those, I have my idea of what those two might be, but I will not reveal that now. But if you want to hear all the books, go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience. Every Thursday night, we come out with our DC Comics Spotlight that has the two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep and a Boop. And in the meantime, also want to spell out, too, that at the end of this month, it's another pretty low gym month because we have an annuals month at the end of October. October on the witching day, Eric. It's the witching month here, and we're going to have a <laughs> Patreon only show that week. And it's there's a couple big books that annuals week. So if you want to get that as well, you can. Go over to Patreon, sign up. It's the beginning of October. If you sign up now, you will not be charged right away. And if you want to quit before November comes around, 
you'll never be charged. So Don't you can it. check it out like some people and then quit and say, I gave you as much money as I wanted to. That meant zero, Eric. Right and slap in the face that was. Here we go. We have Batman and the Outsiders number six. Batman Rachel Ghoul number two. That's something that me and Reggie uh. talk about. And if it's not picked by the Patreons, uh, it might also still just be a Patreon exclusive. We'll talk about that. We have Batman's Grave number one. That's the Warren Ellis Batman book that everybody has been waiting for in the Slack chat. Besides not me. me. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> Catwoman number 16. Detective Comics number 1013. Continuing the year of the Villion of Mr. Freeze. You the have year of Nora Freeze. Event Leviathan number five, the penultimate issue of the quote the unquote mystery thriller. mystery thriller event. We'll see what's going down with that. We'll see how much manhunting we'll have. Eric Flash number 80. We have Gotham City Monsters number two that I believe will be on the the site as a review i don't know that we're going to talk about that jeremy had to step away for a little i hope he is doing better uh we have harley quinn and poison ivy number two hawkman number 17 uh joker harley criminal insanity number one i know and i don't know we'll have to figure out this criminal insanity thing if we're even gonna have that on the site just like odyssey number 14 secrets of sinister house number one comes out and that is a halloween book that's 80 pages I already talked to Reggie about possibly doing that and already <laughs> no, said my Eric watch. is out. Supergirl number 35, Superman number 16, Wonder Woman number 80, and Year of the Villain Joker number one, the John Carpenter penned kind of co-written, co-written deal that will be coming out as well. So there's a lot of books. I mean, there's not a lot this week, but oh my boy, God, ever. next week we have a lot. It comes to Russo. Back with a vengeance. Yeah, it does. It always does this. I mean, really, they couldn't have put like the Year of the Villain Joker this week and one of these others to kind of, you know, even things out, but they didn't. And that's what we have to deal with. No. So with all this stuff going down and right now, Comic-Con's going on announcing all of these books that everyone that comes out, I'm like, yeah, Eric ain't going to do that one. It's just I'm like, what is going on? Why can't we get some announcement that deals with pretty much the DCU proper continuity, and not the whole idea? Yeah. Well, they do have that whole idea of the timeline. Uh, you know, they're Look, they got a on. lot of fucking ideas. Doesn't mean they're right. Yeah, no, they they end up, and I'll be talking I'm probably. Somebody I, I have, their fucking timeline nonsense. I end up having nonsense. my uh, news podcast on the Patreon as well, and this usually when we have Comic Cons, I do two episodes, and this first episode I did today, I did not talk about that timeline nonsense to see if anything else comes out, but it was that Dan DeDio kind of announced they are working on an official timeline, and I just why one, and, and I'm telling you, this isn't the the problem. Is is like I said. They're not working on, and this is where a lot of people are getting this wrong in my head, including when me and you talk. They're not working on continuity. They're working on a timeline. And that timeline involves multiple continuities. That's what they're doing. They're throwing all the continuities into one timeline and trying to make sense of that. And I think it's ridiculous where they are saying, you know, all these things. If a character died, like a, you know, somebody died in the before final crisis, that, that doesn't matter. They're still in the same timeline. They just came back somehow or, you know, anything like that. It's just ridiculous the way that they're going. 
Was it because of brightest day? No, I'm telling you, a lot of these things are going to end up where they're throwing this all together and they're just going to make more problems out of it than solve any sort of things. And I did say that I think that this whole thing becoming a big thing now, I think that it is going to be what happens at the end of Doomsday Clock. It must be what they're getting ready for of opening up the full timeline, maybe, because why would you do this now? Also, in my mind, the hell don't you have it already? These should be things that we don't need to know about, right? I don't need to know about their timeline. This should be what the the writers know. know. No, I'm telling you, we should know through the books, not where they're announcing. Tell the writers this because they have no idea what they're doing half the time and throwing shit all together. And now they're going to make this official thing where, you know, how are you going to have, you know, the things that happen in Heroes in Crisis that, that made no sense because it was out of continuity. Now people will go, well, it is in the timeline. Still not in the continuity. We we have a set continuity here that they're fucking around with. The timeline of that where they're, well, that's this age and that's this age. And then when this happens, that's this age. It, it doesn't make sense because we're still in a continuity. That was called the Golden Age, Silver no, no, Age, Bronze no, no, Age, no, Modern Age. doing these things based on the crisis. So these are all together in a timeline that makes no sense in my mind because that's kind of when you reboot it and made a new continuity. But now it's all together. It's just nonsense. So, yeah, even have people over at, uh, you know, Marvel saying because they pretty much, as far as it looks, in their mind, World War II happened in 1963 now is kind of how the, it was spelled out. And that don't make no sense. I just don't understand what they're doing. But we'll see. Well, I said, that's why I want more things to come out to see exactly what they're saying because the dribs and drabs that came out made no sense to me uh, overall. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll see how we, we go from there. But we're at the end of the podcast. What do we say? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!